What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I got the T-Bird. Hello. I have the most honorable, most noble, most reliable second chair host you could ask for. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, and then in the third chair this week, unfortunately, we don't have Roach because he's working nights and we're recording early. But uh, me and this gentleman have been messaging back and forth for a while, and I am extremely excited to have uh, Mark on the show from a nerd named Mark podcast. What's up, brother? Oh, wow. That was actually a really good intro. And I was like, oh, I get third and fourth chair this week because I'm just that good. He's sitting in two chairs. Two chairs. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. So it's been conversation. Like, it's been the better part since the Lubros started over again with episodes where I'm like, hey, you know, I'm available sometimes. But, you know, there's time difference and now I'm not doing anything. So I've, I can, this could finally happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we we talked about it, and like you said, uh, originally you were working on the the days that we record, and unfortunately, my schedule is a little tight. Uh, not a lot of wiggle room for me. And uh, Tanner does, you know, appreciate Tanner always making sure that he can he can do the show. And then all you know, message me, and you're like, "Hey, man, uh, my schedule's opened up. Works. Uh, I think you said your work shut down for for some time. Yeah, or is it completely, just uh, temporarily." Okay, good, good, good. Well, I mean, hey, uh, so it opened you up to be on the show. And then last minute, I asked if you could do the show early because my wife booked us a condo in North Carolina for the weekend, which yeah, I wasn't actually all that thrilled about going and doing. But, you know, she sent me pictures of the place and it is really, really pretty. And the actual condo we're staying in is super nice. So uh, I'm actually taking a day off of work this week. And spend a couple of days we haven't taken had any breaks since this whole corona thing and uh, we've been working crazy overtime and so uh you know tanner can test to this you know <laughs> you don't always know when you're going to go home uh fortunately the two guys that own our business uh none of them do any kind of man i mean they don't push mandatory overtime on us but it's one of those things where like we love and respect those guys so much that it's like you see them working you kind of want to hang tight you kind of want to stay. Yeah, you don't want to be and those so, guys to uh, leave early. Yeah, I get, I get that. I've done that too, where I'm just like, oh, it's I can leave like in one minute. It's like, oh, but they're still working. It's like, you know, what's another hour? What's another two hours? Like, yeah. it's a respect thing. Yeah. And then also, you know, it's like, yeah, if I have overtime, and I mean, that's extra yeah. money. Heck yeah, it's comic book money, baby. Oh, oof, <laughs> I need it. Uh, yeah, don't we all? So, all right, like I said, this is Loot Bros podcast. Uh, we got some great hosts. We got some. We're going to be talking. Uh, we talked a little bit of DC fandom last week. We're going to be recapping DC fandom and the things that were shown. Uh, lots of good video game news. Um, lots of really cool trailers came out of this. I actually think that, like, for the most part, DC fandom was one of the best virtual events we've had during this whole pandemic mess where people are not getting together, uh, presentation-wise and content-wise. I mean, there was a couple, like, little stinky panels in there, but, I mean, hey, you can't have a perfect show. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into all that stuff, um, I want to crack open a toast. So now this week's toast is going to go to a couple things. So first off, this week's toast is going to go to DC fandom and how awesome that was. All right. Second off, this post is going to get this toast is going to go to you, Mark, for that lovely review last week <laughs> about this being your favorite anime podcast. Uh. Yeah. I told that. I read that out to a few different people like that I conversate with on, about nerdy stuff throughout the week. And like, 
I don't know. I guess a lot of people weren't in on the joke. I realized <laughs> that after I hit publish review, <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be good or bad, or it's going to lead to a ton of negative reviews, but like, they don't even talk about anime. Yeah. Or people are going to be like, <laughs> accidentally oh, got his review bump. Yeah. I was just like, oh no. I was like, I was like, do I do a follow up? I was like, well, I have multiple iTunes accounts. Not breaking TOS, of course, if anyone's listening. Not breaking TOS. Yeah. So it's, so I was like, I was like, I may have to like, redact that review because i didn't think about like at the time i was like oh it's gonna be funny when they read it on the air and then i was like Shh. i was like <laughs> dude i thought it was hilarious i read it like off the show and laughed audibly i was like that was i thought that was really funny so i just want to give a special since i have you on the show um i gotta say the you know we got four reviews we're doing a review uh a giveaway so for every 10 reviews on lit bros podcast um we will give uh, uh, some video games. We got a whole bunch of video games. We got digital codes for PC games. We've got Xbox games. We got PlayStation games still in the wrapper. Um, and it's going to be random. It's going to be like a bit of a grab bag. Shoot, I might even throw. Oh, we got side boob pictures uh, for T Bird and Roach. And we've got, I mean, I'm going to throw some comic books in there. I don't even know. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've got all kinds of like stuff. Side so. boob. Yeah, and I heard you were doing like a giveaway for reviews, and I was like, "That is a great idea." I was like, "And just like all great ideas that I, you know, see other people have, I now did a Christopher Columbus. I discovered it, and I am going to be stealing that." Idea. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? That's awesome. I stole it from someone else, so it's not like it's mine to get to get territorial over. So, yeah. but anyways, let's crack up a toast that I like. This is a heavy on the show. I wanted to kind of double down on that one and let you know. That I got the joke and I thought it was fun. Um, Whoever cracked that can had a really good echo to it. That was mine, and I forgot it wasn't in the fridge long enough, so it's like room, almost room temperature, Coke Zero. Well, I bet that's disgusting. Uh, it's yeah. It's it's going to a cup with ice now because I was like, oh, I shouldn't have took a sip. I should have just made the noise. Yeah, yeah. We have every now and again we have uh, we have some some old old toast fakers. So, Mark, since you are the guest this week, we're gonna let you do the honors and tell us what you have been playing recently. Okay, so I I believe you guys saw the post. Like, I finally have returned to the land of PlayStation after two and a half years of the burial of my old PlayStation. And I actually just now finally finished Spider-Man, but I played it Very nice. and I beat it in like, like four or five days. I put good, like open world. Like I'm, I finished the story. I'm still going to go back and play it. Um, I play a lot of games. Like I jump around a lot because I have like video game ADD. So then I'm also on the switch. I'm also on the switch and I'm playing like rogue company. Cause I got the beta from that. And then I'm also, because I'm a, really big nerd not just comic books i'm into like japanese toku stuff like godzilla common rider ultraman stuff like that so i actually imported a common rider game which there's ears that can hear me so i'm not going to say the price but um <laughs> it, was a, it had english uh menus in it and it's like a fighting game and like arena style like smash brothers almost for common rider so i was like i've been playing that a lot too and then i'm playing like a little bit like on uh, PC, I'm playing Resident Evil 2 Remake on Steam. Yes. And then on Xbox, I am playing... Actually, uh, we're doing Man of Medan again, but we're doing Movie Night yes. where you pass the controller. Oh, that's such a good idea. 
because I finished the game, obviously, when it came out. And then I never played curator mode, which is a... I haven't played that yet either. A, it's totally different. Like, you get, the, like, the different characters are different parts of the chapters now. So, like, right in the beginning when you're on the ship in the flashback scene, you're playing as Charlie now. Oh, okay. In his point of view. And then, so, different scenes, you're actually playing as different characters. So, you're seeing their point of view and that they can make decisions, too. Instead of them just standing around as like NPCs waiting for your turn. Yeah, yeah. And I actually just listened to um, one of the most recent Game Stuff uh, podcasts. Shout out to them. And uh, Corey and um, Joe, they they played it together, and they told the story of just how like playing that game in co op allows you to make decisions for one character, and the you know, like your partner who's playing other characters has no control over what's going on and it changes the story for them as they're playing. And I was like, man, I didn't play that game that way. I played it single player, but I was like, dude, that really sounds like a great way to replay that game. Um, so I, and I, I saw where a friend of the show, um, uh, uh, Levi, the old Tommy gun and Kali, the host of the game stuff, where they played the game together. So I kind of want to put it out there. I, I want someone to play that game with because I, I want to play it in co-op now. I want to go back through that game. Is co-op online also? I, I think there was an online mode. Yeah, I would imagine. I think I believe there is. I think actually for all the trophies, you have to do some sort of there's, that co-op. Yeah, there's a good amount from uh, the movie night mode and also just online. But hey, if it's online, you have it on Xbox. I'll, I'll play because I also have it on PC. It's on Game Pass, so I mean, shoot. that's true. I'll play, I'll play it on Game Pass, yeah. So yeah, I think that uh, I'd love to go back through that game just because I love that style of game. I love that style of storytelling, and I love the campy, you know, like horror movie thriller. Like I just, I that stuff, I eat it up. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I can't get enough of it. It was definitely like the early '80s, like horror, like campy horror before it went like overly gory when it was just like bad acting, but a good yeah. story. At least, and it's like ah, uh, that's why I'm like mad. Little Hope got delayed to uh, like on Halloween now, because that was supposed to be out by now. That was supposed to come out in August. Yep. But I hope it's just because it's like I already pre-ordered it anyways. Because like oh, curator mode again. I was like, someone has that badass intro music video with the curator walking through the yes. hall. I was like, that's all I care about. That's that's got to be in there every game in the Dark Pictures anthology. Dude, I think that the Dark Pictures anthology is a brilliant. Like absolutely brilliant idea. Like I think this is like so, so much right up my alley. Like they, I just I freaking love it, dude. And Man of a Dam was great. Little Hope's pre-ordered. I can't wait. Dude. They did until dawn too, didn't they? Yeah, they did until dawn. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was, that was I love that. Game. Uh, that's one of my favorites. That's all. I'm absolutely. Playing. That's all I'm really playing. Like even though it's like four different platforms, it's just like uh, you know a little piece of gaming here, gaming there, then. You know, got to read my comics, got to binge watch something on Netflix that I've already watched. I mean, I'm literally home every day and there's 24 hours. So it's like, I just, Man, I can't, I can't imagine. That sounds yeah. like heaven. Well, I'm in San Diego, so it's, it's been over a hundred degrees also. And while I love it here, palm trees don't really give you shade. They're, they're, <laughs> they're literally just, they're not even real trees. They're just sticks that you can take photos in front of to send to your family in like Connecticut, New York when it snows. Mm -hmm. And that's, but no, so it's like, I just stay indoors. So it's like, how many video games can I play? How, like, 
And that's why I was like, I went through and I platinumed uh, Persona 5 uh, Royal, which I was like, oh, my first. I was like, oh, and I put in the span of nine days, I put 123 hours into that game. Oof. That's insane. Oh, Lord. I had a lot of free time. It's like, hey, man, enjoy it. I was like, this is the first time I'm talking to other people that aren't my girlfriend or my cats. And I was like, oh, there's other, there's people out there I can have conversations with. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't gotten much time off, like I said, well, any technically time off during this COVID thing. But with most everything being shut down, like we as a family have done less. Uh, so I've been home more. So I have been able to enjoy more things, but I haven't necessarily played more games. Actually, I've played less games, but I have been reading the full ass of comic books. So. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been making up for it there, but this is not comic book podcast. Nope. So I will get back on track for now. T-Bird, what you been playing? <clears throat> well, I picked up uh, Dying Light where, where I left off and finished it. The game is a lot of fun co-op. Yes. Oh, and, it's a great game. And also we had modded weapons, which made it even more ridiculous. Tell, please tell uh, tell Mark about some of those weapons oh, no. you had. So the main one, we have, okay, so we have an unlimited revolver, a golden SMG that has a bottomless mag. But the best one has to be this like weird... I don't know. It's, it's got like a little pink, a pink file on the end of it, on the back side of it, but it shoots a dart. And when that dart hits a zombie, it gets a like a gas tank strapped to its back and starts flying away. <laughs> so I take you're playing on PC then for the mods. Yes. Uh, that, I don't even know if that's a mod. That's just some guy randomly joined in and dropped it for us, and we had it. That's. <laughs> Because I insane. I love Dying Light. That is, I think, one of the most underrated, not just zombie games, but like from a co-op standpoint, one of the most underrated co-op games to come out in the last, like the the generation of gaming. Because yes, I I bought it when it came out. Love that game, and I noticed that's why I just said mod weapons. Because I I had someone jump in once and drop like this pink and black baseball bat that I thought had like Mick Foley style barbed wire on it, but when I hit <laughs> zombies. Like it was almost like Thor lightning bolts would like hit the zombie and then they would be on fire. So I didn't know if that was, but I played on PlayStation, so I didn't know if that was like mods and people like hack. Like, but I've never seen a needle putting a rock on a zombie's back. And now it's kind of great. See it. It's a great thing. I'll uh, I'll record like a clip of it and post it in the Facebook group. Oh, dude, please do that. Please, yeah, that's gonna be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, we killed each other. I asked a lot. <laughs> and on purpose. Did you, you play try the to... following DLC, though? I just started that. Okay, because that's and really again, good, too. That whole that whole needle gun. I was trying to, like, I was trying to drive away, and Daryl's brother, he tagged two people in front of me while I'm trying to drive away, and blows me up. <laughs> while we're in the middle of a field with a bunch of zombies. Dude, yes, <laughs> that's so good, man. I can't, I can't wait, man. I, I, I really want to play that game on PC with you guys. Um, I just, I freaking love Dying Light. I've been saying that on the show for literally since we started the show. 
because I started that game on Xbox and with my brother and I've played it and beat it on Xbox. I've played it and platinumed it on PS4 and now I'm playing it on PC. And I just think that that game is, I've said it before. And of course we do, you know, we're getting close to the end of the PS4 generation and we're going to launch the PS5. So we're going to have that conversation of what was the, our game of the generation. I stand by the fact that Dying Light has been my favorite game last year. I I actually agree with that. It'd be in my top like ten. Definitely would be on. It would have to be in the conversation for sure. What have you been playing, T Bird? Uh, just Call of Duty here and there, and that's really it. They really Ooh, do a whole one? lot of games this weekend. Which, which Call of Duty is a ghost. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. No, it's uh, Modern Warfare. I haven't played yeah, did that. Did you play Modern Warfare 3 campaign? Sorry. What was that? I said, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, uh, Mark. I was going to see if you played the Modern Warfare 2 remastered campaign. Nah. I'm good. I played the... That's, a, that's I played actually the, what I was going to ask. Okay. I played the hell out of that campaign when it first came out, so I could pass on it. <laughs> Be completely fine. I I haven't played it yet. Like I really, I want to, but I want to play it like when I can kind of do it in one sitting, or you know, like over the course of maybe two days. Yeah. So I've actually this year I've gone through and played all of the Call of Duty campaigns that I hadn't beat maybe on like the PlayStation. Like I beat them on Xbox, but didn't beat them on PlayStation or something like that. Yeah. And so I've played several this year and I went through and I beat modern warfare because I played modern warfare two and three on Xbox 360. But I went back and beat them on PlayStation this, this year. And then the remasters came out. I'm like, Oh yes, that was a really good campaign. And I'm only a few months removed of it. So I am looking forward to playing through that again, but I want to do it when I can like, crank the surround sound, you know, or I mean, if nothing else, crank my headphones, but I've got like a really nasty sub underneath my desk that I really like hearing the thud of explosions and guns and call of duty has such good sound. So I just, I'm ready to play that. But anything else? Uh, that's really it, man. I'm a, yeah, I'm a boring can. gamer. Mine's, <laughs> mine's very simple. Uh, my, continuing with my, you know, just just small amount of games. I've been playing only two games um, that, of note. Now, I've been playing a lot of uh, Fortnite with my kids and Gross. Apex. And so it's one of those things where, and all the dads, you guys can kind of lean in on this one. Like when your kids come up to you and they say, hey, dad, will you play with me? And I'm like, nah, I really don't like what you like, so no. I just can't bring myself to doing that. You know what I'm saying? Or um, I might be able to do that today, but then I can't do that tomorrow. Like I, I really have, I struggle with this idea of like not playing with my kids while I'm still relevant enough for them to play with me, you know? And so uh, like my kids are like my, my youngest, he's like every single day, dad, can we play Fortnite together? Can we play Fortnite together? And I'm like, I really don't like Fortnite. But that's all he wants to play. So I'm like, okay, I'll play a couple ra- rounds with you. And it's so funny because when I say I will play Fortnite with you, he 
just get so excited. And the is always, I love you, daddy. Like, like not like the normal, all right, love you. I'm running. I'm going, I'm playing. It was just like, they stop. And it's like this, the most sincere, like heartbreaking. I love you, daddy. Like, I'm like, Oh God, you're killing me kid. And, uh, and then my oldest, you know, I've been playing Fortnite with uh, my, my daughter and my son, my youngest. And my oldest, he's kind of bounced off Fortnite and, you know, jumping on the Apex train. He's already gotten all the uh, trophies in the game, you know, and he's, uh, does the battle pass over there and all that crap. And so uh, I was like, all right, dude, I'll play Apex with you a couple rounds. Cause I kind of feel bad that I'm like playing one battle royale with like a couple of the kids and not playing the other with him. So I get, I get an apex, I get trounced. And then the dude's just sitting there fussing at me because I suck. <laughs> He's like, if you didn't blow, 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 we would have won. I'm like, son, no, like we died. Like we were going to die regardless. And like, it just, it's funny, but you know, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy either one of those games, uh, but that's what they want to play. So, you know, a couple times a week I get up and I'm, I play with them in the mornings before work. I'll play in the evenings, you know, whatever. But the games that I've been playing for me are Dying Lights following DC, uh, DLC, excuse me. A little Freudian slip there, <laughs> DC. Uh, but uh, I've been playing the following DLC. I've, I've held on to this for a long time. Like I didn't play, I didn't play it on Xbox and I've got the following edition on Xbox. Um, I got the original and the following edition actually. Uh, but I've got, uh, I got both of them actually on uh good Lord. I got a problem. Uh, I've got them both on uh, PS4 as well. And so I platinum the game and I started the game uh, on PC, just kind of run through the game, the base game again. And I was just like, I'll, I'll run through the following DLC soon. Like that's going to be, like, I'm going to save it. One day, I'm just going to be like, man, I want to play Dying Light. Boom. Well, that day came. And so I've been playing the following DLC. I've been getting up before work and playing it. And it is stupid fun. Mm-hmm. Like, getting in the little, the little buggies and riding around, like the little, little Doom buggies. It's just like, I have spent so much time just running over zombies. Just, <laughs> like, riding Hitting the NOS, which Tanner, I don't know if you got the NOS yet. Oh, like, I do. Of course, you get nitrous. And then just, you know, just watching their heads explode right there over your windshield. Like, it is, it's amazing. It is so much fun. Um, so, I've, I've played several hours in that game. Way longer than I should have. But uh, I've been playing the following DLC. I've done 70, I think 71% of the story. Which, it seems like the story actually can go by fairly quick. Um, if you don't just get lost in the little risk, the, the missing person stuff and the dumb, you know, mindless fun that there is to be had in there. That's why I think I like that game so much because you can lose track of time just like making new weapons and decimating zombies. But it's such a like a not a quick story, but it's not overly complicated where even if you lose track of time, you won't forget what the story was or where you left off. It's not like you're doing like, a hundred side missions are like, well, what's the main story then? It's like, no, it's like, oh, I was just killing zombies for three days this week. And then I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the story now. <laughs> exactly. Like I think the first three and a half hours that I put in the, the actual DLC was just riding around and just, just finding different ways to run over zombies and just doing dumb crap. Like I, I didn't actually do anything of, of note and I loved it, you know? And it's like, I don't, 
it's rare that I find a game that just really just I, I fall into it that deep. But Dying Light has consistently been this game that I return to, and I'm like, man, I love this. Like I love this. Like I I don't know I don't know I don't know that I love playing Resident Evil the way I love playing Dying Light. You know, and I, one other thing I was telling Tanner, and I'm sure I've said this on the show, is when you play Dying Light by yourself, like mainline story stuff, it takes itself pretty serious, you know, and it's got a ball and soundtrack that like really. It's eerie and it's like eighties like zombie movie influence, a little bit of that weird uh techno, you know what I'm saying? Like like in there's certain missions where they kick in this eighties yeah. vibe music. Kind of like the was it Night of the Living Dead, not the Romero ones, but like the horror comedy eighties franchise. Yeah. yeah, like Day of the Dead, you know, the like the one where they're in the the original one they're in the mall. Um stuff like that, you know, like it's just it's just really, really good. Uh, and then when you play online with people, it is just like balls to the wall, absurd. Like the the number one thing I do when I'm playing online with somebody is I run, I, mean, I do it by myself too. But when I'm playing online with people, whether I'm playing with Kalai or I'm playing with my brother or I'm playing with uh, Levi, I'm like running and drop kicking zombies off buildings. Like that is just my, <laughs> it's so fun. That drop kick is absurd. It is. Uh, so yeah, the following has been what I, I mean, I'm playing. That I'm taking my time with it. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not trying to beat it. I'm just trying. I'm just having fun. Uh, I and I bought the Hell Raid DLC, which is what prompted me to go log in and see the following. I was like, you know what? I've been kind of putting this off. I'm gonna go ahead and try it, and then I fell in love. I haven't tried Hell Raid yet. Like I haven't. Um, I haven't got to that whatever section it is that you open this portal that does all this crazy stuff, but I'm sure I'll find it eventually. And then the only other game I'm playing is Arkham or, or uh, Batman Arkham Origins, the uh, 2013, I believe it is the uh, the WB Montreal uh, prequel to the Arkham series. Yeah, I remember playing it and enjoying it. Uh, I think the boss fights are really good in this game, but I didn't finish it. And after DC Fandom, I was like, well, I, I need to finish this game. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, definitely needs to be played. Yeah, we'll talk about, you know what I'm saying, like the announcements and stuff that came you know, during the uh, this week's official topic. But like after playing it, I was like, I owe, this, I owe it to myself to finish that game because I enjoyed it. But it was one of those games that, like, I played it for a little bit, bounced off of it a couple of years, played it for a little bit, bounced off of it for a couple of years, and then I played it, and then jumped into Arkham Knight, and then like traversing in the Batmobile, which I enjoyed very much. Like, I I didn't go back to Arkham uh, or to Origins like I like I should have. So here I am. I'm playing it. I'm having a really good time with it. Um, the the Black Mask story was it's it's really cool. Like, um. You know, Roger Craig Smith is the voice of Batman in this one, which if you're not paying attention, he he sounds similar to Con uh, Kevin Conroy. Um, like he's got a very a good Batman voice. Now, if you watch any of like the uh, Lego Batman shows or the uh, the DC animated films, not necessarily the, the uh, DC animated universe, but like, yeah. just some of the DC animated films. I think Animal Instincts is one that uh, Roger Craig Smith is a uh, Batman Bruce Wayne. Um, he does a really good job. And then, uh, 
what's his name? Troy, uh, Troy Baker. Yeah. He is the Joker in origins. So, which he's the Joker in some of the animated films as well, too. He does a good job of the Joker. I mean, I get yeah, that, yeah. like, everyone, like, it's got, like, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. They're, like, pun intended, the dynamic duo of, like, the Batman animated universe for, like, the animated series and some of the films in the games. But I'm like, Boy Baker did a pretty good Joker. And I, I still think because we knew Arkham Knight was coming out in the time frame when we got Arkham Origins, that's why a lot of people didn't play Arkham Origins or just didn't care to because it wasn't rock steady. I still think that other than Arkham Asylum, Arkham Origins is those are my top two favorite of the four games in the franchise. Like City and Night were good, but I think they lost a lot of the main story with how much the side arcs were taking over. Like the Mr. Freeze one yeah. Arkham City, then the Azrael stuff. Like I love it because it was like almost to a T, like love letters to those, you know, arcs in the comic books, and they can't, they were really good. But by the time I was playing like the Azrael one and Mr. Freeze, I was like, what was I doing in the main story? I already forgot. Like because these side yeah. story arcs were actually major arcs in the comic book, but now they're just little yeah. side stories. Yeah, it, it's really good, and, and it's one of those things where playing through it. Like uh, the Arkham Arkham Origins having uh, less of a focus on the Joker in the beginning, at least you know for the first quarter to half the game, it's it's kind of good. It kind of does the story like it it makes it feel a little bit different, a little more fresh. Yeah. Whereas you know with the other ones, the Joker was the main antagonist, and then everyone else kind of played second fiddle. The beauty of Arkham Knight was the fact that the Joker wasn't really there. So all of your interactions with the Joker was in your own, like, you know, from your own psyche. Like yeah. he, how he was you know, almost borderline going crazy. And that made Arkham Knight, to me, that made it my favorite. You know, that was like, like that whole, it, it, that was so interesting. And it was so Joker. You know, like just the, uh, that one particular scene where the Scarecrow had like, bomb the all of gotham with all that gas oh yeah that was and you're standing on top of that building and then you know uh the joker dives back first into that smoke man it was just and then there's a couple of little scenes where like you would uh you'd grapple or repel to a certain uh uh rooftops and then uh man bat would just jump out at you as you're going over the ledge like just those crazy little like nuggets, you know, in there, but like it led to some really organic jump scares. Uh, I just, I, I, the, the series is great. All four oh, yeah. games are just top tier, uh, fantastic games. And honestly, I can't, I don't know that any one of them is a, is worse. I, I think Arkham Knight's my favorite just for some story beats, you know, but I don't know that any one game is better than the other. I feel like, Batman feels good in all of them. Um, the stories are really good in all of them. And realistically, had you not told me that WB Montreal made Arkham Origins, I would never have known. Right. There's nothing about this game that looks or feels any different. And because I follow these particular uh, people that do the voice acting, like I know the difference between them and their, you know what I'm saying, original counterparts. But again, like they're good so it's like i'm totally down with either way that's like it's one of those franchises there's four games 
that are released, obviously, because we'll get into that, but you could go up to any random person who's played them, and everyone's going to have a different, like, order that they would put them in a different favorite, like me, right, Arkham Origins right. and Arkham Asylum, my top two, and you're like, Arkham Knight, it's like, yeah, it's like everyone, but because they're not bad games, there's, there's, they're good in the sense of any one of those could be someone's favorite, but it wouldn't take away from the other ones. Correct, correct. And I have to make a correction. Um, there is one other game that I have been playing uh, a fair amount of, and I posted it in the Facebook group. Um, it is Hunter the Reckoning. Uh, it is an OG Xbox game, and I believe there was like a, a GameCube version. I don't think the Reckoning came on PS2. I think they got uh, Wayward and Redeemer, but they didn't get the Reckoning. Uh, but it is backwards compatible. Um, on X, uh, Xbox One, I just randomly grabbed all my Xbox OG games, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna try. I'm gonna see like what games are backwards compatible, what's not. And I put Hunter in, and it was backwards. I, I played the first two, three levels on it, uh, and I actually grabbed my kids and let them play along with me. And it is, it is fun. It, like the upscaling and the graphics look really good. So I was very impressed with just like the overall presentation of it, considering such an old game. Um, but I mean, overall, I liked it a lot. It's 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 a little slower than I wish it was. Um, but I mean, it's fun. It's Hunter, and that's that's a franchise that I'd like to see come back. <clears throat> a little foreshadowing right there. So that's me. That's all I got. That game was so good, <laughs> dude. Yes. So. All right, anything else before we move on into um, leaderboards and uh, the backlog beatdown? Yes, I actually looked it up. Redeemer is not backwards compatible, by the way. I meant to tell you, only The Reckoning is. Ah, uh, boring. Yeah, so my physical That's copy okay. cannot be played. I mean, it's backwards compatible on the 360 at least. So there's that, but from an Xbox One standpoint, it's not. Well, you know, I... uh. I've always said, like, I'm not, like, a big PC guy. But now that I've gotten in this kick of wanting to play older games, the fact that there's so many older games that are not console backwards compatible, but, like, I can get them on Steam or GOG or uh, places like that, Fanatical and all that crap, like, I, I don't know. I've, I've been leaning a little bit more towards PC, and I've uh, I've actually uh, I actually bought a bunch of games when I first got my PC on Steam. And they didn't play them, but I went and downloaded them. Like, uh, just like, you know what? I might be checking some, I might be spending some more time on PC than I originally thought. It's a slippery slope. I I got my new PC during the COVID situation. And then I was just like, like, I haven't had, I've had like a work computer and, but not like a gaming computer. And now that I have actually a gaming computer, I was like, this opened so many doors. And I was just like, there's a lot of games I could play now that I haven't been able to. And also sometimes this, with Steam's summer sale on the snack, like you can get the PC counterparts cheaper than console. And you still have Game Pass on the PC, so it's like, oh, it's all in one spot for me. Yeah, there you go. So see that, Tanner? I'm slowly but surely changing my mind. Nice. When you're ready, when you're ready to go build one now? Not yet. Not yet. I, I can't. I can't get that. I can't go that far. Whoa, bro. Whoa, bro. I walk before you can run. You get baby steps. That's right. Yeah, I'm still crawling. So, but I am seeing 
reaped a bit of the benefit. And I will say this, I, I think I owe it to Tanner, especially, uh, and maybe Tommy Gunn and Kali a little bit, but I've always argued that, you know, investing thousands of dollars, a bazillion dollars into a PC was a bad idea, right? Because it's like, why would you do that? But then I started looking at my Steam library and I was redeeming a lot of my Humble Bundle games recently. And I was like, you know, it's probably all relative. If I did the math on my PlayStation 4 and then all the games I bought, right? Versus investing heavy on the front end for PC and then the utter hundreds of games I've acquired on PC with spending pennies, you know? Like, it probably is all relative. Like, it just seems like a lot up it, front. Yeah, that's why. it's You're paying in bulk up front for the computer, whereas PlayStation, obviously, it's a lot cheaper than the PC, and then over time, you're buying those games, whereas, you know, PC, you gotta, unless you go through, like, I buy power or something, and you do the payments, you're gonna basically <laughs> do buy that. everything. I know. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Regrets. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just it's just funny because like I, I i was looking at it like i had these conversations with myself and tanner can attest this because sometimes i'll and in, i'll involve him on on how i think uh and i'm sure he absolutely loves it but i start thinking about like money right i'm like always kind of budgeting and thinking and like okay how could i make better decisions blah blah, blah. and i'm like you know i buy a lot of games because i like to collect games but seriously i could i could go a year, two years, 10 years, I could probably never buy another game again and would never run out of things to play, not just because of my backlog, but like Epic gives you free games every week, right? Uh, I think it's so let's say every couple weeks, every two right? weeks, every two weeks, every like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. They're like, I've got, I've got more games on my, on the Epic store than I do. Like, um, I don't know, maybe steam. I'm not sure. It's getting pretty close. You know, and I, I've never played a single game on, on my Epic account with, with the exception of Unreal Tournament, the new one, the the alpha. But like, I don't know, man. I was like, man, you could you could just live off that, like build yourself a nice computer and just play whatever, you know, or like you guys have often said, the Steam sales, you know, mm -hmm. Humble Bundle. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point now with console, you could do just PS Now, just Xbox Game Pass. I mean, like at this point where we don't ever realistically we can't we there's not enough time to beat all the games that are at our fingertips so i've been thinking a lot about you know i don't have the self-control yet to go a whole year without buying a game i mean hell i can't even go a month without buying a game oh, i know <laughs> but, how that goes i just bought games and i'm like itching to get the avengers game because i played the beta over the weekend which is something new i played and i was just like i wasn't gonna buy it because the videos didn't appeal to me and now I'm like, do I buy the hundred dollar? Do I buy the hundred and something dollars so I can get a Captain America statue, or do I like? <laughs> do I, just get the regular one? I, like, I get to play it three days early. That like, actually, that means I get it on Tuesday instead of Friday. But I was like, well, I just bought games last week, and I'm like, but it's new, and it's shiny. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, see, like, uh, so like for me, I'm the same. I'm the same way. So like, I uh. I bought some games. I put I put on the backlog beatdown. I bought like a handful of uh, PSP games, right? And then I went to um, one of the big flea markets in Anderson, a couple towns over, and I bought some like old PS3 games. I was like, okay, cool, got a couple good deals. I got Crisis Two for uh, a dollar. Oh wow! And then I got uh, Backbreaker, the uh, football game that's supposed to be like Blitz. I got it for a dollar. 
I'm like, oh man, this is cool. You know, some, some stuff that I, I wasn't looking for, but found cool. And then I was like, I just bought those games. And then I pre-ordered little hope. I was like, okay, so that's another like 30, 40 bucks, whatever. <laughs> I was like, you know, I never bought ghost of Tsushima. I should probably go ahead and do that. And I was like, wait, I just bought games. And then we got all these other ones coming out. So then I'm like, all right, I'm not buying games. Okay, I gotta, I gotta but then pick I, it up now. But then I went and picked up my my comic my pull list from last week. And then I went this week and picked it up, and it was twice the size. I was like, oh man, I've just got a problem like across the board. I jumped from one thing to the other, and I'm like, oh well, I can't I can't buy this game because I just bought a whole bunch of old games. So I'm gonna stop buying games. I'm just gonna double down on comic. I I support that decision. Do you ever need suggestions? Just let me know. <laughs> there you go. That's right. I, I'll phone a friend. But the cool thing is, and I, and I, this, I tell my wife, you know, uh, hey, I mean, like, we, I budget all this stuff. So it's like, you know, this is all sunken costs. We knew this was coming. And then B, I'm like, the, the cool thing is, is if I ever got in a pinch, all of this stuff will resell. So oh, yeah. I'll, never, I'll never not have something for my investment. And she hates that word. <laughs> my investment but anyways uh speaking of investments let's head over to the loot bros custom leaderboards trueachievements.com set yourself up a profile link it up with your xbox and we will see what you've been investing in with your xbox catalog uh each week we read out whoever makes it to the top of the leaderboards and this week uh cool kid joe back on top with 420 Achievement points. Gwen's Candle in second place with 400. And then third place, the Alpha Seagull with 275. So uh, overall, a light week when it comes to uh, achievement points. But that's all right. You boys can't have them all every week. And then uh, same thing goes for the TrueTrophies.com. Set yourself a profile. Link your PlayStation accounts to it. And in first place, as per usual, we have Affectatious Donk with 274 trophies. Cool Kid Joe with 83. And then in third place, we have Next Generation X with 29. And I want to give a special shout out to Next Generation X for his Ghost of Tsushima Platinum. Very nice. He just barely beat you out, Mark. You had 28 uh, trophies. I know. I was like, wait. I was like, oh. Because when I, at first I was ahead of him at one point because that's a lot of the Spider-Man ones. But then I didn't realize. I was like, no, wait. I was like, okay. I was like, he took me out of the top three. I was like, I'll get there eventually. (laughs) Yeah. What's funny is in uh, 15th place is Resident Daryl with zero trophies. 16th place is T-Bird803 with zero trophies. 17th place, PG Frosty with zero trophies. 18th place, The Walgan Idea with zero trophies. And 20th place, I Drop Roaches, zero trophies. That is right. All of the hosts, past and present, of the Lubros podcast have zero trophies for the first week ever since we started these leaderboards. Oh no! I don't know if I should be uh, uh, proud of that or not. <laughs> I mean, I I was gonna be like, I noticed there's like a trend in who you're listing right now, and I wasn't gonna like say anything. I was gonna kind of subtly be like, oh, there's <laughs> yeah. some people zero trophies, and I'm like, 
there's a really specific group of gentlemen in the bottom of the leaderboard. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like uh, that's the first time we've all had zero at the same time. So, but hey, you know what? I will be back on top one day. Right now, no, I mean, I've been playing hours and hours worth of these these two games, but I'm just not popping any trophies yet. Yeah. So, and then the last little uh, event I wanted to push and plug uh, over here on the Loot Roast podcast is our uh, annual event, the Backlog Beatdown. Uh, and like we've been saying for several months now, eight months, almost nine months to be exact, uh, all you got to do is play your games, all the games you own. You play games, you beat your games, you get a point. If you buy games, you lose a point. And if you 100% are platinum games, um, you get an additional point. So just to kind of rattle off some of the top uh, numbers for the backlog beatdown, Dat uh, one Seagal, Mr. John Tancredi, is in first place with 87 points. Good job. Uh, second place would be Joseph Priestley with 59 points. And uh, third place, CJ Anderson, Mr. Affectatious Donk, with 27 points. Now, it is uh, worth noting that CJ was in the negative, like, like getting close to triple digit negatives. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's bouncing to the negatives multiple times. And he is in third place now with 27 points. He is really cleaning out that backlog and probably his front log for all we know. Next up would be Gareth Davis with 24 points, then James McCall with 23 points. Those two have had a a bit of a gaming rivalry. Now, one of them, Gaz Davis or Gareth Davis, he is a PlayStation player. And then next is James McCall. He's an Xbox guy through and through. One guy's playing Game Pass games. One guy's playing PS Now games. And yet each week, it's boom, one guy beats the game, another guy beats the game. One guy beats the game, the next guy beats the game. It's been very interesting to kind of watch this battle between the two of them for their spot on the backlog beatdown leaderboards. And I don't even know that they've ever spoken to each other. It's like this unknown, this like un, to unbeknownst to them, there's an, a rivalry. <laughs> and it's just that they, week after week, it's like, boom, they're, go, they're fighting for that spot. So, uh, but congrats to both those guys because they've knocked out some really big and some fantastic games. Speaking of rivalries, and next up, you got uh, myself, Resident Daryl, with 21 points, uh, just barely edging out old Tricky Mick with 20 points. So we've been kind of fighting over our spots. You guys have been fighting over video game-related stuff for, like, years. Whether <laughs> like it's trophies, platinums, <laughs> like, now it's yep. clogged beatdown. I'm just like, it's like one of those rivalries, just, it's just an infinite... Like I'm just waiting for the day you guys to start cutting like WWE style promos on each other. <laughs> We've done that before. There's actually, if you go back to like 2016, uh, when we had the Trophy War, oh, I, I remember that. Uh, that was yeah. I was I was going on his show and cutting wrestling promos. I'm still waiting for my we have the trophies though. I mean, oh, they're yeah, they're they're coming. I know they're, still I, coming. they're I, in the mail. I know I'm no longer a part of the show. I don't mention. I mean. <laughs> the unmentionable. Let's face it. I never heard Justin Timberlake talk about NSYNC after he left either. So, <laughs> but, um, you are the Justin Timberlake to their to the trophy horse. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually dig that. I think that should be your uh, little. You got to find a way to market that. You know, as yeah. you pop on your podcast. I've been trying to market so much stuff. Like I've been. I was like, let me, let me. Like, what what sticks? Like I'm just throwing everything, and I'm like, what sticks? What can I put on a shirt? 
what can I sell merch? Like I have the Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona mentality where I'm like, okay, let's just release like 50 t-shirts in one week on pro wrestling tees. And then I have to buy 49 <laughs> of them because one wasn't in my size. And I'm like, no, it just works. Just keep always, always finding something to market. You know, you gotta, I gotta, pay, I got a lot of comics I gotta pay for, you know? Dude, that's, that's my thing. I need to figure this whole thing out because we've been podcasting for a few years, right? I've got some some merch on the on our little site, but man, it just I gotta I gotta do better. I gotta put more merch out because these comics ain't paying for themselves, man. These games ain't paying for oh, themselves, oh, especially. I mean, we got a new generation coming out. That's not cheap, dude. Yes, I know, and I gotta have it, you know, especially with the new Resident Evil coming on there. So, <sighs> I mean, there, I, I Village is gonna be a day one for me. I'm gonna take time off of work for that one. I that's half. I probably will too because I did that with seven. And that's actually one of the last few games I played before my PlayStation died. But I got to play it with the VR, and I was like, oof. I was like, I don't want to be scared all the time. Like, you hate yourself when you play a game that's too scary. Yes. Yes. And what's crazy is, like, so we were doing something. We were remodeling our old house, uh, getting ready to sell it. And the uh, I had a 50-inch plasma. Um. And I think I had just put my 4K on the wall or something like that. Either way, I bring that up because the plasma is, has a glass front. So it's like super, super heavy. And in my den at the time when, uh, when Resident Evil 7 came out, I had one of, those, uh, one of those coffee tables that like the top lifts up and comes to you. So you can like eat off of it and work on it. You know what I'm saying? While you're sitting on the couch. Like a pop-up tray type like where. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Really cool, really cool uh, piece of furniture. And I would set my uh, monitor on there and then pop the monitor up to stick it in my face, you know? Well, we had just got a new TV for the for the living room. Like I said, it was the R4K. And so uh, we put the, uh, I put the, uh, the, the 50 inch plasma on that t- coffee table. And it was too heavy for the hinges to hold it up. Oh, no. <laughs> so what I had to do was I had to sit at the edge of the couch and like basically stick my face in the TV while I was playing, uh, I was playing Resident Evil seven. Cause that's the only way you can play, you know, an intense game like that is you have to basically put your face on it. Or like you said, play in VR. I didn't have VR at the time. And so I remember those Marguerite sections had my heart racing. Like when she was just kind of like, ra- like raging through the uh, hallways and stuff like that and just cussing and raising cane. Like my chest hurt when I played that game, but that game was like really, really tense. It got like anxiety. Like I, I usually get like anxiety in like large crowds, but I'm, I'm the type where I've been a horror fan since I was like a little kid. That was, you know, my aunt was like, Oh, here you can watch, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play. And I'm like four or five years old. Very few video <laughs> games have scared me. Very few movies have scared me, but between the music, the tones, the atmosphere, even just how good that game looked. I was like, yeah, this is probably the most, like, like I was just, like, shaking at the time, like, chest pains. Like, I had, like, the Apple Watch that tells you heart rate, and I was like, why am I in triple digits right now for the heart rate? Like, this should not, <laughs> my best heart rate is, like, seven, like between, like, 72 and 76. I was like, why why am I in, like, the 120s right now? And I'm not even doing anything. I'm just walking. Like, <laughs> I'm walking, yes. and I, it's just, like, it's kind of like that anticipation, like, fear. Yes, yes, it was crazy, man. Like, and then I tried it in VR once I got VR. So good. And 
I made it like, well, first off, I get I get really, really sick really easy in VR. And even a game that does a good job, like I play, I've said this on the show before, but if I play in, even in theater mode, like just the looking through the lenses makes me queasy and gives me headaches. Uh, but I'm the type of person who, like, if I ride on the passenger seat of a vehicle, I get queasy. If I ride in the back seat, I will vomit in your back seat. So mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a wimp anyways. Um, so I played in VR, and I played for a while. I made it all the way to the part where uh, Jack Baker tears through that wall. Okay. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I gotta go change my pants. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was just me, but playing in a VR, I found myself sweating profusely. Like with the oh, ace I'm, down, yes, and I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, why? It's like, it's like, why am I? Why is it, is it hot in here? Like, am I only on sweat? And I'm it's like, 65 in this house, yeah. and I'm over here pouring sweat. <laughs> it's like it's literally four, like in the 50s, and it's like two or three in the morning. Like, why is it so hot? Like, why am I sweaty? Like, what is? I was like, but I'm hoping the like I feel like the village is going to carry that on, and I actually oh, yes. thinking about it, I was like, I wouldn't mind. Not a remake because we keep getting the remakes of like two and remasters of that. But like, I wouldn't mind if they did some sort of like kind of like the um, what did they call the umbrella conspiracies, like the the rail shooters. I wouldn't mind some of those done with the VR because those were great games too. You know, you're that I I've never thought about that actually, but that is actually a really good idea because VR lends itself really well to that style of game. So remastering the Dark Side Chronicles and the Umbrella Chronicles. That, that totally works. Like I've, the, those I still have my physical copies. I was like, I have this weird affinity where it's like I need Resident Evil merch in my life. Like yes. I found a sealed Biohazard imported PlayStation One copy at this um local shop that I go to that has a lot of Japanese import games and even like Western release games. But it's kind of like a consignment. Like you go and you sell your stuff. So someone had to sell this to them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, fifty dollars." And I'm like, "But it's factory sealed, you know, it's Biohazard, right?" Is, okay, I was like, I'll get it. Like, I find like so. Every time I see Resident Evil, if it's something I don't have, like I still have the GameCube chainsaw controller. Or was yes, it the? Or no, I have the Wii. PlayStation Two. Yeah, was it the Wii or is it for the GameCube? I don't remember because I know it was there's for four. GameCube. Yeah, there's GameCube, and then there's uh the PS2. Those are the two yeah. that released on. Because I have the GameCube one, and I was just like, I don't need this. Like, I don't even have a working GameCube. Like, yeah, I didn't own a GameCube that at one's the time. <laughs> Dude, that one's super rare. Like, I have the PS2 one, which is also really rare, but the GameCube one is even more so. Like, so yeah, heck yeah, dude. Perks, you for at, that. at the time, I worked at GameStop, so it was just like convenient that I'm like, oh, I'll just, why not? I'll get it. Heck yeah. It looked cool. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got the Japanese imports of the first four games. Uh, of the Resident Evil series, none of mine are sealed though. I just uh, I bought them. I was on a on a Resident Evil collecting spree, and I started to buy. I I really have never been one to buy like imported games, and then I just went on like a little little rant, little, little rampage for a while there, and I got like uh, so I got Resident Evil one, two, and three, and then Code Veronica imported, and then I imported the German version of Resident Evil six with the Steelbook because they didn't release. The Steel Book of Six in the U.S. But I didn't uh, know. I actually didn't know the no, that's that's a slippery yeah. slope. I don't need to get back into Steel Books again. That's <laughs> dude. <laughs> I have so freaking many. I accidentally, I accidentally got the Persona Five Royal um Steel Book because I was at Walmart and they had it like price dropped like twenty something. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh, I'll get it. And then I'm like, oh, it's a steel book. And I'm like, nope, this cannot be started again. <laughs> Dude, I've I've been really bad. Like me and my dad, like the, the way I spend time with my dad is we go to the flea market together. So we'll be out movies, like me, DVD and Blu-ray shopping. That's kind of like what we're there for. You know, that, so DVDs, Blu-rays, uh, video games, and comic books. So it's enough to make a man go broke because that stuff's out there every week. And so I was like, you know, oh, I already got this movie. But my dad's like, oh, but it's the steel book. I'm like, oh, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we both started like buying our, like, sure, I've got four copies of this movie, but if I can get the steel book version, like for Batman versus Superman, I've got uh, like the regular DVD version, the DVD Blu-ray combo, the steel book version. I have two different steel books for BBS. Um, and I have, uh, then I bought the 4K DVD. <laughs> like, I just started going, like, anytime there's something I love and there's like multiple versions of it, whether it's video games, movies, comic books with all the stupid variant covers. Oh, uh, don't even, I, yeah. I, I was really reserved today. I only bought two covers of Three Jokers and we had six in my shop. I have all of them. I was like, <laughs> oh, my dude, shop. Yeah. My shop, like when I tell them, like, hey, I want to pull this on, I'm like, I want variants. Like, which ones? And they're like, oh, never mind. It's Mark. Like, okay. And they said, like, a stack <laughs> one because they'll get me like the one in store ones. They'll set it aside for me because I've been shopping at them for almost six years, like every week. Yeah. So they're like, boom. They're like, yeah, I'll get the one in shop. I'll get the one in 25, the one in 50, the one in 100. Sometimes I can maybe get the one in 200. But, yeah, they set them all aside. They're like, here you go. And they're like, why did you? I'm like, I need to see them in person. Like, I need to see. And they're like, oh, which ones do you want? I'm like, no, I just, all of them. But, like, I'm just, I appreciate you <laughs> for holding them and let me pick. Because they'll just set them aside. So, so like, with three Jokers, we, uh, my shop had six covers. And so I bought the Batman cover with the blood splatter on his eye. I bought the Joker cover with the crowbar covered in blood. Mm -hmm. And then behind the counter, he had the black and white Joker one in 100. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. But I, I was like, you know what? My pull list is already like eight or so books. Um, Not to mention, you know, I'm going out of town this weekend. I was like, I, I'm just going to be. I was like, I'll come. I thought about it once I got back to work. I was like, I'll go back tomorrow and get one more cover. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, the, the book was so good. I was like, I'll get one more. And I'm like, man, I got a real problem when it comes, when I like something. If you put out multiple versions of it, I'm done, dude. I'm freaking cool. done. I can't, I can't stop. There's certain, like, I'll send you links. There's certain sites you can go to if you want. You can actually buy bundles of all the variant covers, like, right off the bat. And it actually will come out cheaper than actually um buying them um individually because like i think oh, there, cool. i think there's only besides the black one there's only like i think seven covers total and i just found it one where for 78 bucks which is pretty cheap you can get all six variants for each of the three books so you're getting basically three times like you're getting 18 covers in all three books total and you're getting it for under 80 bucks dude that's see that's a, what a rabbit hole all right so let's go let's again not the comic cop, no, no. not the comic no, catch. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um community questions t-bird you ready to go to community questions yeah let's do it 
I didn't announce to the podcast, to the listenership, that you were taking a dump, and that's why we were bantering so bad. Uh, but then I thought about it, and I was like, ah, people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, T-Bur was pooping, that's why we were talking comic. <laughs> I just pooped my pants, so, you know. There you go. I'm old school. <laughs> I'm old school. I don't need toilets. I grew up on a farm. There you go. See? So every now and again, you just got to let it go. So, speaking of letting it go, uh, we have been sitting on a couple um, of thought-provoking, awesome questions from the uh, community. So, uh, last minute, and when I say last minute, I mean literally 40 minutes before the show, I posted a link asking if there were any community questions. Because, again, we're doing this early, um, out of out of the ordinary. So, there wasn't a ton of questions to feed off of. But I have had some that were going to take a long time, so I, I, I've been holding them. Zach Cheney writes in and says, list 10 games that need to be fully remastered. Now, rather than all, ten, all of us bring 10 games to, the, you know, to this list, I've, I pitched the idea that we would just kind of go around the table until we come up with 10. All right? So, Mark, you're the guest. You go first. Let's just name a game. Uh, when someone says, name games that need to be remastered, what's the first thing that pops in your head? because uh, I well first off like I always get stuck between remakes and remasters so are we talking remasters in like how like Tomb Raider got definitive edition and Resident Evil but Resident Evil 2 was like a complete remake hmm I say let's do when he says fully remastered let's go let's go full blown remake okay let's just commit 100% I'm going back to a game on the Xbox, the original OG Duke Xbox, Jade Empire, which I think is Bioware's finest RPG they've ever done. Okay, okay. I've never played that game, so I, I can't speak to that one. I think I owned it at one point in time. Uh, I know for a fact I had it downloaded on my uh, on my modded console, just because I tried to get everything on there, but I do not think I actually played that game. It was one of the last few games they actually added to the backwards compatibility list for the Xbox One. So I got really happy because I, you know, I still have my copy of it. And it's, it's kind of, it was one of the original, it was kind of like Knights of the Republic where it had the morality gauge, but they find, but it was more done of how like Fable was. And you could still like, you know, kind of like pause the gameplay, like Knights of the Republic have your companions, but it was like, you learned different martial arts styles and it was just really good it was better than Shenmue and I don't care what anyone says even though people love Shenmue <laughs> but it was just one of those games where I'm just like it, it kind of got slept on in that that, that era of gaming because I was like no one was really playing those long drawn out like Mass Effect because you know they went on to do Mass Effect and the Knights of Republic like, no one really cared about those type of games when it came out I, I, that that particular generation and that time at least that time for me and all of my friends, we were huge Xbox fans, but it was Halo. Yeah. Halo, Halo, Halo. It was just all about Halo. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, Brute Force. That was a joke. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't know how to reply to that. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> uh, that game, it's funny. I actually heard somebody on the game stuff. <laughs> Shout out to them again. That's, that's twice this year. Um. For, for for throwing that out and i laughed i was at work i was listening to their show i was like oh my gosh somebody said that, that was a good game and i'm like that game sucked but i wanted it to be good like i want i kept con trying to convince myself this is a good game that game sucks so much but <laughs> so all right t-bird what do you got for who, who who do you think needs to get the full remaster remake uh 
treatment. I want to say the uh, the first Mass Effect game. They controls like a power. Mm-hmm. He controls like butt and needs a new facelift. That's about it. Well, I think that's happened. I think whether it's this oh, yeah. year or next year, that's happened. So I think that we're going to get uh, that uh, EA is finally going to be like, you know what? People love Mass Effect and we love money. So let's do this. It'd get my money if they did it. So. They'd, they'd eventually get mine. I mean, that would be one of those that I remember, and I've told the story on the show many times. Played that game. I was enjoying that game. And then a bazillion hours into it, I had a game-breaking bug that would not allow me to progress. So I did not play the game anymore. Uh, but yeah, I would love to, on a modern console, revisit that. Yeah, I, I do. I don't know that I'd finish it, but I'd at least revisit it and yeah. try it. Oh, the glitch happens again. <laughs> and then I just yeah, hear like, Carrie. Like it's, it's not meant to be. Uh, well, Tanner knows my luck. I probably would. Exi- that's probably what would happen. I can't even. Uh, I can't even uh, operate email correctly. I'm aging out of everything. So I'm sure that uh, a glitch like that would be right up my alley. So I'm not going to go for the low hanging fruit. Okay, uh, but I am going to say Dino Crisis. Uh, and I, I'm not, I want to say the third one, but I think that like realistically, like given um, the better game it's due, uh, I'm going to say Dino Crisis as an old PS1 survival horror game uh, made by Shinji Mikami. It was Dino Crisis, excuse me, Dino Crisis was Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Like, it was amazing. So good. Dino Crisis 2. In my memory, I feel like Dino Crisis 2 was better, but I don't know if that's actually true. Like, in my memory, I was like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed that one better, but I also love Resident Evil 2 better, and I feel like it was just Dino Crisis 2. I can't remember the difference between the stories. Like, to me, they both bleed over because I haven't revisited them since the PlayStation 1 era, and I have them downloaded on my Vita. I have just have not gone back and played them. Um, that was actually one of the first things I bought on my PlayStation 3 was uh, the PS1 you know, digital versions of Dino Crisis and Resident Evil, all of them that were available. So, heck yeah, I would totally. In the vein that, that Capcom is remaking games and that remakes are being done right now, like Dino Crisis would be freaking gnarly. Like by today's standards, that would be so good, and it wouldn't have any direct competition because there's no other games like that being made. Like, like all the Yakuza's were getting remade and this and that, which I'm glad because now Yakuza is a franchise like people are talking about, especially because it's on Game Pass. You Yakuza Kiwami, Kiwami Two, and Zero should go download them. They're amazing because I've been a big fan of that. I actually had the PS2 games for one and two. I had the PS3 games, which were hard to find because they weren't mass producing them and releasing them in the States. Now it's like, there's a resurgence. So I'm like, when you say Dino Crisis, I'm like, that's, I guarantee you a lot of people never played Dino Crisis, flat out. And, I did. Absolutely. And that was, that was such a great game. And he took mine, because I was going to say that. Actually, well, see, what made me, I mean, I think about Dino Crisis all the time. I actually was going to say the third one. And here's why. The third one's flat out, like, 
suck major balls. Like I have tried more than once in my lifetime to play the third Dino Crisis, and I cannot. I can't get through it. Is that the one I was on Xbox? Yeah, it was on the Xbox OG. It was exclusive to the console, but like it was in space. It was like they had dinosaurs on a on like a space station. Yeah, like Jason X, where like Jason was on a space station. Yes, yes, but but Dino Crisis. I don't know <laughs> but why it's I'm okay terrible. With that. It, you okay? It sounds good on paper, but the game plays like balls. The it's it's got some cool things going on, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as like traversal, because you have like this little jetpack that you can kind of like fly around with, but like the game sucked. Like it's so bad. And like even recently in the past five years, I have purchased another copy of the game. I purchased an OG Xbox to play this game, right? I went on Facebook Marketplace, bought an OG Xbox, bought a copy of the game, and I tried to play it. And I just, I can't do it, man. I just can't finish that game. It's so bad. <laughs> like, and it's rare for me to say a game is like unfinishable, but I just couldn't do it. So I, I want, again, I was going to go with that one. But then I, as I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't want to remake a game that sucked. I want to remake yeah. a game that was great. You know, could be worse. But, uh, it could be worse if they remake it. <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah. How do you make a bad game worse? So. That'd be all. So, all right, Mark, you're up. I'm trying to think now. Okay. Obviously, because the 10th anniversary was earlier this month, I want Alan Wake, but I want that game to look like Resident Evil 3 Remake. I want it <laughs> I want it on that engine if there's somehow that, like, you know, we could work out at the old Capcom, be like, hey, you know, mm, give us what, let us see, like, how's that engineer doing work? And I want, because Alan Wake is so good. I just, I was just playing again on PC and I was like, maxed out the settings. I was like, wow, this game doesn't look 10 years old. But then I played Resident Evil 2 Remake and I was like, that's how I want Alan Wake to look. I want a remake of that. Yeah. I actually, I played through Alan Wake this year and uh, I streamed it to my tablet. And for me to be playing like remote play on my ta- on my iPad from uh, Xbox One, that game looked really good. Like, I was very impressed at how well the remote play functionality held up and how good the game looked streaming like that. So, uh, I actually don't think I played it even a full hour of it on my Xbox One, like, on my TV. I had straight up streamed the majority of that game. And I had I had a good time with it. It wasn't... Uh, I wish I would have played it when it first came out, when that when the controls and all that stuff felt tighter and better, you know? set but i actually have not played the dlc and i plan on playing that soon so i've got that like i'm I'm, in my head right now i'm like okay following dlc control dlc alloy dlc 2020 let's do this we'll see i'm now looking up how to share my xbox to my phone so i can play alan wake on my tablet yeah dude it's okay so i what i did was i bought an app called um one cast that's what i just saw pop up and i was like hmm. yeah it's like 15 dollars or something like that but or 12.99 or something like that. uh and i know x cloud is coming later on this year so it might be because we're so close it might be worth waiting on x cloud well, but i can tell it's you not gonna be on ios at first 
that was a good one. Yeah, right. yeah. So that's why I was like, right. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm impatient. Okay. So one cast is a fantastic app and it is so butter smooth. So um, like now the way that the controller setup works is you actually have the controller linked to your, uh, to your console. So you're kind of limited to the distance based on the proximity to your console. Now I heard a different, another podcaster say that you could sync your DualShock 4 to your iPad and then stream your Xbox to your iPad using a PlayStation controller. I didn't get into all that. I didn't get into the weeds that far. Yeah, I was wow. just like, oh, I can just use my, I mean, I sat upstairs in my house and sit and had played with my, uh, with the Xbox one controller and it had zero latency. So it worked fine for me, but, and I got trash internet. Tanner will tell you, my internet sucks balls. So, but the app does, I, I feel like the app did a lot of heavy lifting because I don't think the Xbox's smart glass or app or the remote play they have is near as good. And I also don't think that anything PlayStation remote play has is that, seamless when it comes to latency I uh, this third party this third party app really did a good job yeah i, I already I'll be I, collecting my check yeah right you're like and royalties 30 <laughs> percent off the top there you go there you. <laughs> your comics ain't gonna pay for themselves all right apple there you go <laughs> all right t-bird what's your next pick um i'm gonna cheat a little bit and pick like a little series but like the whole near franchise up besides a near automata playing near automata i'll actually really enjoy the story so i would actually like to go back and play all the games leading up to that to get the full story of the game i do believe the first one is getting remade that was a so we're you're getting the first one at least is i know happening or the one right before the the one that just came out is it dragon That, that does sound yeah, so I think there's one that's like Dragon's Guard or something like that. It was uh, tied into the story, and then it was near, and then something else. I'm trying to think. I think it was near. I don't remember honestly. I was because I just now finally got into the near game or Automata. Like I just now finally started playing it because I'm yeah. behind in the time. Uh, it's apparently near reincarnation. No idea. I don't know what it is, but it sounds exciting. Oh, never mind. That's so, a mobile game. It's actually near Replicant. That's the one. Oh, okay. So I am going to bring up a franchise that I've been talking about a lot recently mm-hmm. uh, because I have finished the PS3 version of the of Dead to Rights Retribution and I just started recently the uh PSP Dead to Rights um god I can't remember what uh, Dead to Rights Reckoning I don't even know if that's correct or not uh but uh I I really 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 love the Dead to Rights franchise and I think that a good modern looking modern controlling third person shooter with bullet time is something that we need in our lives. Uh, I actually beat Max Payne on PS4 this year. And just going back and playing those 
third person action games that just slow motion shoot people do cool stuff flying in the air sliding all that good stuff it is just so much fun and i just want to do more of that uh, but i as much as uh max Payne set the tone and created that style i just feel like dead to rights having that and then incorporating a dog biting your genitals is the way to go so uh dead to rights i would take a remake of the first game i remember the first game being like really really freaking good and it is backwards compatible on xbox oh nice uh, so I, I the second one is not though which really sucks i have both of them i have the you know xbox copy so when i was going through my little list the other day i was like oh man i'm gonna try this out and then sure enough i put that in and i've got it downloaded on my xbox one so um, i thought about i'm going out of town this weekend and i always bring some sort of video gaming uh stuff so usually the, uh, the vita and then a playstation or xbox comes with me i thought about bringing the xbox and just kind of playing some hunter reckoning and uh some dead to right we will see but, all right mark you're up oh, that's a tough one because like i don't know if i want to keep my theme of like survival horror because <laughs> there's just so many good ones from like the original xbox like in ps1 and even PS2 I had some great ones. Uh, I got a question for you. If uh, since we're talking survival horror, did you ever play uh, Carrier on Dreamcast? Funny story, I did, and I was just actually about to say a Dreamcast game for the remakes. More <laughs> uh, obscure, I was gonna say Blue Stinger. Okay, I have never played that game. It's Nothing like Dino Crisis. They're on an island called Dinosaur Island, though. So, like, it's oh. based on, like, an island where, like, years when, like, the meteorite crashed and, like, killed dinosaurs. But now there's, like, scientists on this island where the meteorite hit and they're doing, like, experiments. And next thing you know, you're there. And now something, another meteorite falls from the sky. And next thing you know, it's, like, a very, uh, it, they, they took a lot from Resident Evil. Like, even the cover to the point kind of like you could kind of see like one of the enemy. It's like, is that the, yeah, there it's, it was like really just there to kind of compete with resident evil. Cause it was like, I believe it was a launch title on the dreamcast. And it was just Sega trying to compete with Capcom in the survival horror genre. Heck yeah. Well, uh, on the dreamcast is a game called carrier, which is a, code veronica style um survival horror like it, it had fixed cameras but the cameras would move with you a little bit and it was just very much looked and felt like code veronica uh, but it obviously was not and it, i remembered it being like stupid hard and i didn't beat the game uh, it had these weird creatures with like plant faces so if you can imagine uh ivy off of resident evil 2 yeah i just looked it up and like the cover art for that game i was like i have that game somewhere in one of my boxes and then i'm like why does that cover almost looks like a really like if someone made the resident evil box art for resident evil 1 or 2 in like photoshop this box art was made in ms paint (laughs) (laughs) yes it it just i'm like wow and then i'm looking i'm like okay yeah this is what do you think about it this could be like Almost like a really shitty Resident Evil clone of like 
the first Last of Us. It's like, oh, they it looks like it's almost like plant and fungal based enemies. Yes. But the graphics are yes, so bad yes. you can't tell. Yes. I remember playing the game. I bought it on Dreamcast. I remember playing the game. And I just my brother and I were really big into Resident Evil at the time. As a matter of fact, Code Veronica I, is, has always kind of been one of his standout favorites for the Resident Evil franchise. And uh, I remember us playing that game and both of us really, really, really trying to like it. <laughs> it uh, was just like, I mean, everything Resident Evil does is just, uh, or Code Veronica did was just so much better. And I just remember like not finishing it. I was like, I, I, but see, now I want to go back and play it years and years removed. And I sold my copy. Well, no, no, my copy burned up when my house burned down. But I sold my Dreamcast in the past few years. And so now I'm like, oh, it's the second Dreamcast I've sold. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk outside of this if you need a Dreamcast. I, it could be oh, procured pretty, and not like emptying the bank out to get either. Okay, okay. I like the way, like the way you talk right there. All right, T Bird, you're up. I'm going to say Dragon's Dogma. Ooh, that's a good one. Give it another second chance at life. See if you can actually get some traction. I mean, hey, man, we got that PS4 port. You know, you look at stuff like that, you're thinking, oh, we got a sequel coming? You know, when they announced, what was that? Uh, what was that? That Dragon Dogma game that like, uh, Capcom announced at the beginning of the PS4 generation. Oh, the MMO Deep down. Yeah. So like, that's like, I remember seeing that, that shown off at uh, E3. I was like, or Gamescom or one of those. I was like, man, that looks just like dragon's dogma. Like, can't believe that game hasn't, hasn't come out. They haven't officially canceled it. So maybe PS5. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. maybe. All right. Sticking with the theme of the night, me picking old games that I've been searching for on backwards compatibility. I would love any one of the Hunter games, whether it be Hunter Reckoning, uh, Hunter Wayward, Hunter Redeemer, any one of those games. Those are great four-player uh, dungeon crawler style games. Um, essentially, the story of Hunter Reckoning is that uh, you... There's an execution of some crazy serial killer guy. And then when the execution takes place, uh, it rips open the fabric of you know, reality versus um, the, like the, I guess, the hellscape. And all these ghosts and spirits to come and take over. And it causes a zombie, you know, zombies, werewolves and witches, you know, vampires and everything kind of apocalypse. And the this group of people were able to board up the prison and almost like uh, capture all of these spirits and all this stuff and stop it from breaking out for a year. And there's a giant rave, and then the spirits and the, the the zombies and everything break out. And so the game picks up where you have four characters, you have a biker. Uh, you have a, a chick on roller skates. Um, you have a preacher with a trench coat and a crossbow. And then you have um, a valley girl. And it's, it's class-based to an extent. You know, they all have, like, 
infinite melee weapon or you know they have their melee weapons and then they're they're one infinite gun you know that never runs out like one's one chick's got the the chick on roller skates has dual you know dual pistols or whatever uh the the preacher has the crossbow the um the biker has a sawed off shotgun and then the the valley girl the other chick she has i think some something similar to an ar I actually can't remember all of a sudden, uh, but they have like certain magic powers that they use. And it's just very, very, it's a good hack and slash, you know, with zombies and werewolves and vampires and stuff. It's very cool. I like the game a whole lot. And I would love to see something like that redone. Like I know that uh, Diablo, I guess, you know, would be the closest thing we have. Maybe I um, was going to say that dead nation game that was on playstation kind of yeah that's yeah. really it's up not so top because you can kind of get it was even though it was like slightly top that it was kind of almost like third person just really zoomed out over the shoulder yes yes like it was so yeah very similar to how like ultimate alliance is zoomed out you know um just that style of game and it's not so twin stick shootery that it's like arcadey like like dead nation you know like even though it still kind of operates somewhat like a twin six shooter, yeah, I feel like it was more in the again the ultimate alliance control and yeah. setup scheme where it's like your face buttons all control different menus essentially whether it be your powers or your pickup weapons or your actual you know what I'm saying your weapons from start, but just very cool game and I, I they don't really make a lot of games like that anymore. And even even indie games, these I would play the full out of an indie game that would just try to recreate this. I would, especially especially the way for us to play Redeemer again, because like that's that's what a few times I actually remember playing outside like the Resident Evil and Silent Hill stuff, like playing a game like that that actually had like a sequel. Because most games like that were yeah. just kind of like one and done, and that was it. And I was like, wait, this got a sequel? Like, and I had that cool like that girl with the sword on the cover of it, and I was like, what is that sword? You know, I was like, yeah. I need this game. Yeah, and it was crazy is they got sequels like all like it was two sequels almost a year apart from each other, you know. Which I think one of them, the one of the one of them was actually just like the, and I didn't look this up, so I could be wrong, but I, I want to say that Hunter the Reckoning came out, and that was a Xbox exclusive. I think it eventually went to GameCube, and then the PS2 you had Redeemer come out, and I think Wayward. Might have been the PS2 version of of Hunter Reckoning, but I could be wrong. There's three there's three games out there, but I know Xbox got some of them, and PlayStation got some of them, GameCube got some of them, and I don't remember the disparities between the between the games, but I don't think they were all the same. No, nah, so now nah, like I'm trying to like look it up because I was like I'm curious about how that worked actually. But, but that I, I would take a remake or remaster of any one of those games. I mean, just because yeah, they're fun. And those are those that I've been calling for those games for a while. And I and it just randomly I was like, I'm tired of looking at this. I want to see if uh <laughs> if I can play it. And sure enough, it's back and pat, and I'm super thrilled with it. So uh all right, Mark, you can round us off with the very last game. Uh it- these games still look really good. They're not that old. But since obviously there's a theme, Dead Space. Dude, yes. 
just because <laughs> I like I recently like right when I got my PC again, I was like, you know what, I want to, I want to play this game. Like I, that's the first thing I downloaded on my Steam library. I was like, oh man, I was like, I haven't played, and I was kind of worried because even though I play on PC, I'm a controller guy. I can't do keyboard and mouse unless it's like an RTS or an MMO. But telling that game, I put it on ultra settings, everything else, and I was like, this still. Like, this looks like this could have came out within the last, like, two or three years. It looks like, but I was I like, it. but I think just from the gameplay saver, because, like, I played Dead Space 1. I only played it once. I only finished it once. Dead Space 2, I was like, all right, it's good, but it didn't feel the same as 1. And then 3, just from a co-op standpoint, a lot of fun, but it was more how a lot of franchises turn more action-based than horror. But 1, I was just, like, playing through it, and I was like, this is, like, when you had your... Uh, podcast where you did the whole thing about this. I was like, yeah, I remember how creepy, because that's right when I started playing it. I was like, oh yeah, that creepy song. I was like, this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there testing it out. It's like 2 in the morning. Got my noise-canceling headset on. Lights are off. I'm sitting here playing it. I'm like, I was like, this needs to be remade because modern horror games are jump scares or just regular playing straight out like zombie running gunning. I was like, we really need that atmosphere core because it wasn't the jump scares were nice but it was the atmosphere that got you on that one it sure was it really was and it was i mean that that and that, that one was just that was a lightning in a bottle that game too it's all right that's why i said ea too because i was like oh wow ea put this out i was like <laughs> i was like you're shocked. i think that uh i think statistically they they accidentally put out good games occasionally i did have a good record so, with trilogies because i Instead of Dead Space, I was going to say Army of Two, but then I realized, like, only the first game was good. And that franchise was just went downhill real quick. Whereas Dead Space was yeah. consistent. That was another. The, the, so, Army of Two, the 40th day was one of those games that, like, my brother and I beat in one sitting. <laughs> it was just, like, crazy. Like, uh, we, I went over to his house one day, and our wives were just, like, hanging out talking. And we like, he was like, hey, you want to play the new Army 2 game? I was like, yeah, sure, because we love the first one. And we sat there, and we just played and played. Like, I swear, in like four hours, that game was over with. Like, it was crazy how fast. I mean, it might have been longer, but it just seemed like one in one, the one sitting, we beat the whole game. And I was like, man, that was crazy short, but it was fun. Um, I actually, I, I platinum the third one. Is that uh, the Devil's uh, Cartel? Okay. I get those mixed up the order. I didn't know if, like, I thought Devil's Cartel yeah. was the second one. I have no idea. Just, the, yeah, the second one, the 40th day was more, it felt more like DLC, really. Um, but the, the, the Devil's Cartel, you had like the two main guys were like mercenary. They had, they had their, their mercenary business at this point, and they had hired a couple younger guys. And you end up doing some missions for them, and then you end up doing some missions all together because yeah, there's like a big bad that draws you all out, whatever. Okay. And it, the story was actually really good in that game, and for a, for an Army too, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was a they weren't trying. It was to good like for win an Oz. They weren't trying to win an award for writing. Yeah, they just needed plot points so that they could go blow stuff up and then have back to back shooting combat. You know what I'm saying? So it was it, it really did. It was better than it had any right being, in my personal opinion. So, uh, one more question from Zach Cheney. Uh, I'm going to change it up just a little bit. Um, but he, he writes in and says, name something that people disagree with, uh, disagree with you about. So, something, anything, doesn't have to be gaming related, but what's something that 
uh, people will just like frequently disagree with you about. Mark, I'll let you go first. Okay, I was just like, oh, um, it's a tie. One between, I actually defend the Green Lantern movie. Oh, yeah. To an extent, I can see that one. But I just like, from the standpoint of this movie was a comic book movie. Yes, we started getting the darker, grounded ones. But at the same time, can you really take a, a movie serious where whatever he thinks of can be like projected out of a ring? It's supposed to be comedic. It's not supposed to take it yeah. seriously. And it's supposed to be CG heavy. And it's supposed to be just a fun comic book movie. And that's what it was yep. for me. Because I have two Green Lantern tattoos. So I still, to this day, years and years later, people ask, oh, I'm surprised you didn't get those tattoos lasered off. And I'm like, oh, haha, you go fucking yeah. off in the corner. <laughs> like, so everyone just yeah. that. But then also, keeping that theme, and since it's DC fandom, people really disagree with me when I say Ben Affleck is the best actor as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yep. I'll, you won't get any disagreements here. I think that is, uh, I stand by that one hundred percent. And I am really glad to see that now that a few years removed that like I'll show Tanner this, and we talked about this before the show, but all the, you know, the IMDB poll and the fandom polls, you know, like people have really come out and like, and he's, one, you know, there's most recent polls over who was the best Batman of all time, you know, and the the Nolan movies are good movies. Yeah. But Christian Bale was not, in my opinion, a good Batman. He was a fine Bruce Wayne, uh, but like his lips and his voice were so terrible in this movie. I have a reverse feeling. I think he was an all right Batman, but a horrible Bruce Wayne. Like, anytime he's in a suit or anything, I'm like, ah, who is he trying to impersonate? Like, he just looked really uncomfortable whenever he was Bruce Wayne. Okay, okay. Tanner does a really mean um, Christian Bale. That's your cue. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it on the spot. (laughs) I thought you were trying to like, so, I thought you were doing Gollum for a second there. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, uh, you saw that trailer announcement too? Because yeah. that game looks yeah. good. So Tanner and I have been watching um the college humor uh Batman oh, no. parodies that they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I watched one before work. I got to work early and I uh, I was like, before I go inside, I need to laugh. So I pulled up the uh the interrogation where uh he he uh you got uh gordon goes into the room and he's like uh wiggles the clown and it was uh the guy dressed up like Heath ledger's joker you want to know how i got these scars and he's like wait a minute if the joker's in here then that means oh no and it was <laughs> it was batman beating up wiggles the clown where is he? <laughs> and the dude, he's making fun of Christian Bale's Batman. So he's got his mouth all like puckered out and open. Wow. <laughs> and he's like the really raspy. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a normal birthday clown. I got arrested for drinking on the job. And he's just beating the crap out of him. <laughs> and then Gordon walks in the door. He's like, Batman, stop. That's not the Joker. And he's just still like, where is he? Where is Harvey? And then he goes, 
I gotta be honest. I knew he wasn't the Joker, but it's kind of embarrassing at this point. So I just kind of had to commit to it. He <laughs> just kept beating the guy up. I haven't seen those in so long. I need to rewatch those because they had a, a good amount of them. Dude, yes. The one where Talia Al Ghul stabs him is like <laughs> so funny. I'd never seen that one before. Tanner was like, bro, you got to watch this one. <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to leave you to it and let you watch it. <laughs> I'm going to go find like a uh, compilation on YouTube and just watch them all now. They're there. They've got millions of views. Oh, yeah. They're very good. Mine's got to be the one where it's a uh, Batman versus Penguin. <laughs> what do you mean? They're just sleeping. <laughs> no, Batman. They, you, you just shot a man. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really funny. The um, the, the one I watched uh, the other one this morning too. Where he's like, uh, when Batman's trying to vanish, and he's like, Harvey did. Can we trust him? And then when, every time he says it, Gordon looks away all dramatically, and then he tries to walk away, and then Gordon turns back. And goes, "Are are you trying to do that thing where you?" And he, as he's trying to say, he's like, "Harvey did. Can we trust him?" And then just this whole scene keeps playing out to where Gordon will look away, and then Batman's trying to like disappear, but he keeps getting busted. And so every time Gordon tries to call him out, he's like, "Harvey did. Can we trust him?" Is <laughs> It's so stupid. Like, I highly recommend anybody who likes Batman or doesn't like Batman but has seen the Nolan movies, you know, the Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises, you got to watch the college humor videos because they nail it, dude. They're so But, T-Bird, what's something that people generally disagree with you about? I don't really know. I don't really talk to a whole lot of people. <laughs> I think like I don't really know. Everyone agrees with everything I say. <laughs> There's that. So. All right. Well, while uh, I'm gonna give you a minute to contemplate that one, I'm gonna go ahead and st- and go for the low hanging fruit here, and that Call of Duty Ghost is in fact the greatest Call of Duty of all Call of Duties. I do not disagree with you. I agree a hundred percent. That's so, straight trash. Speaking, most people are wrong. <laughs> All right, T-Bird, are you going to try your luck or are you going to bounce on that question? I'm bouncing. All right, cool deal. The last question of the evening before we get into this week's official topic is CJ writes in, and he actually wrote in uh, last week, but we just barely missed it. Uh, he asked if the Harley Quinn DLC uh, was standalone for the Arkham series. Or do you have to play the base game? Arkham Knight is what he's talking about. Uh, and he goes, same for the rest of the DLC. So I wanted to bring that up on here for two reasons. A, obviously to answer it. And yes, you do have to have the base game. Uh, and when that game came, when that DLC package, that season pass came out, it was like almost as much as the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did really good by the amount, the massive amount of content they put out. Uh, and I've played a lot of the DLC, but I haven't played it all. So the, I wanted to bring it up on here to say, answer the question, obviously, yes. But I was going to ask Mark, did you play through the Harley Quinn and or, and or the Catwoman DLC? I played the Catwoman DLC. Um, but I was, cause like, I was looking at the question. And I was like, well, yeah, you need the the game, like the base game to play it. But I didn't know if, because um, he says, do you need to play the base game? 
So I don't know if he meant like, can you just play the Harley Quinn without having to like progress the story itself to like know what's going on, like where her DLC fits in the timeline. Because yeah, you obviously need the base game, but from a standalone, if you could just start it up and play it whatever you want, I'm honestly not. I don't remember. It's been a really. Like, hmm. I remember playing the Catwoman DLC. Uh, the one thing about the Arkham game, like yeah, they had a lot of DLC for it, but I felt like the game itself was like just. I was so full of just all the good story and the good like side missions and main story. I was. I was no longer hungry. I could not ingest another morsel of content for that game. And that they're like, here's some dessert. It's Harley Quinn. And I'm like, sorry, I'm full. Check, please. <laughs> Dude, I can actually, uh, I can see that. Because that was a huge game. And like we talk, we've touched on already, that there was so much story content. And as a comic fan, it was so true to the story. And like, every interaction with every character they introduced felt important and it paid really good homage to, you know what I'm saying? Those characters. And so like, I haven't played all of the DLC in the, in the game. Um, just because I, I mean, I, I was going for the platinum in the base game, but B it was just like, it was so much, it was just so much content, which is a good thing. Uh, and much like the Dying Light expansions, you know, I will play them. Actually, it's funny. My my daughter and I last weekend, uh, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go up here and play some games. Did you want to come up when you're done playing Roblox and uh, maybe let's play the Catwoman DLC? Because I hadn't played it yet, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why I threw that one in on the question. And um, she was like, sure, but we actually didn't make it into it. We started playing some other games. Uh, but I am out. As we are recording, I just put in my copy of uh, Batman Arkham Knight, and I'm going to get this answer for us while we move into this week's official topic. Good, because also, you haven't gotten a trophy yet, at all in this whole entire episode, so there's no <laughs> techno music interjection, and not yeah, for that. Hopefully that will change. I feel, because like, I can't get one, because how my setup is right now, there's like nothing, that, where my little corner office is with like, I can reach any comic book or any books I want, but there's no there's a switch in front of me. That's it. So I'm like, and I'm not going to yep. pop up PlayStation now on my computer because even though it runs smooth, I just, my controller's too far away and this chair is comfy. Yep. I understand. I understand. So I will take one for the team and I'll do my best to get a trophy while also answering the question. But so last week we talked DC fandom. We talked um, with Justin about uh, some prediction stuff. We had seen a lot of rumors. There was a lot of stuff that kind of came out like, uh, it's kind of leaking. Oh, I hate but, that. But overall, um, I just kind of wanted to recap it. You know, let's kind of t- point out the highlights. We're not going to go down the entire run of the show uh, like we would a full-on, like, a gaming conference. Um, but there were some great gaming announcements. There were some really cool trailers. And there was just a bunch of nuggets in there for just fans of that world, that universe. So I just kind of wanted to get y'all's impressions um, and see what you thought on DC fandom. So, uh, Mark, you're the guest. You can go first. I watched everything, by the way. Like, I watched the panels. I watched, and even on my show, I did an episode about it. And I thought I said, I am not going in depth about the panels. I'm just going to talk about trailers and major announcements. That was it. But still, there was a lot, even like subtly hinting at things in conversations, like when, um, 
uh, what's his name? Andy Muschietti, who's the director of the Flash film coming up. He was just letting little things here and there go about the film. And I'm like, it's like, there's a lot of information. So if you really want to dive into DC, Universe, like go on YouTube, go on their website and check out everything. I'm hoping this is the future of how things are done because it showed you don't need a Comic-Con to yeah. announce things like they it's all in-house zoom like they've showed movies they showed tv shows like titan season three and they didn't talk about swamp thing again which really upset me and then they they showed games gotham Knights, suicide so it's like they handled it all really well with how they presented it yes there was leaks i avoided them because i was like no there a lot of work went into this especially a lot of like wheeling and dealing for Zack Snyder to get the Zack Snyder cut. And the last thing I'm going to do is go watch a leak trailer and share it around. I was like, no, he deserves the respect to have his trailer, like just drop the way he wants it. But I was really good. I, I, I think I have a feeling Marvel's going to probably copy this. Oh, dude, I hope so. Like, I hope that Marvel looks at this and, and goes, Hey, we could do this because I mean, how cool would it be to have a like as a fan of comic books and these properties? How cool would it be to have a Marvel event where you got freaking eight hours of oh here's here's what the new phase of the movies looks like, and here's what the new shows looks like, here's you know where the comic books are going, and you know oh the new Miles Morales, here's our in depth breakdown on that, and oh here's more about you know Iron Man VR and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean like I think that uh. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the actual presentation, you know, and like we've been watching all of these uh, E3 presentations and then the Gamescom stuff, you know, and then the Tokyo Game Show stuff. And then moving into the COVID world, now we've been seeing all these uh, Nintendo Direct style presentations and State of Play and then the Xbox ISIS, you know, video and all of the the different variations and spins on, you know, how these companies do their stuff. And I'm just like, man, like it, this was a good one, you know, like, uh, a pa- like the panels for panels. I thought they were interesting. Some of them were, some of them yeah. were a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, you know, self-righteous wank fest. Mm. <laughs> it's like, Oh, look at the thing we're doing that the we think is one, so great. Flash one and black Adam, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, the thing about black Adam was they, they introduced that motion comic. Yeah. Since they hadn't filmed, they didn't film anything to show a trailer. Uh, but The Rock specifically, that call out he made to the Justice League. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, he, oh, they called out the Justice League but, and they hinted at the Justice JSA and everything. Yeah, I JSA. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, that's that's cool. But it's like, I that's not really Black Adam. Like, I'm like, they're really modifying how they're going to bring Black Adam into the, the film universe. And I was like, but they kind of screwed everything up with Shazam anyways with how Shazam ended. So Right, right, right. Well, it was cool though. It was like, you know what? That was very, very it's very interesting. And then of course, um it it wasn't as obvious until they told you, you know, how they did it. Uh and then it wasn't as cool until the very end, in my opinion. But the fact that they constructed the fandom, which is why they had the the E on the end of fandom, yeah. like and they were like, oh, this is how we did it. We drew this. We modeled it after yeah. things that you've seen in the universe. Jim Lee. And then we used it. Jim yeah. Lee with his infinite talent. He's crazy talented. He's so good. But 
Either way, it was. I thought it was cool. I thought overall the presentation was good. I thought the range of announcement was good. Um, I did think that if you uh, started a drinking game and every time they said diversity and inclusion, you would have given yourself alcohol poison um, by the end of it. But I think if you were also to do that same drinking game for the many times that they uh, ex- uh, explained the multiverse, you would have drank right. yourself into uh, uh But I love that they're doing it. I love that they're leaning into it from the shows to the movies to the games to the comic books. They're saying, you know what? We have a multiverse and we lost our way. We tried to do the Marvel, try to bring it all into continuity thing, and that didn't work for us. So now we're we're going back. Uh, and I love it. Jim Lee said, it's like having your cake and eat it too. Yes, we're going, we're going full on multiverse, multiple Batman, multiple storylines. And I like that because um, that's kind of like how the comics are. There's no real like canon yeah. one timeline. Like there's Earth Prime, Earth 2, Earth 19. There's, there's so, yes. it's like, they, they did it really well, honestly, with the Arrowverse, where they did the Crisis on Infinite Earths, even though it was really rushed of a story arc. And I stopped watching the shows way before it happened, but I just watched that article only. I was like, oh, like they, they kind of didn't hold your hand in it, but they didn't overly complicate it and saturate trying to like explain it. It's like, hey, there's multi universes, like who you meet here, even though they look the same and they have the same name, they're not the person you know. It's like, okay, thanks. That's all you need to say. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, and I love that, you know, it's like, I really like the idea of the multiverse because if you want to do something different with your character, you can, and it's easily explained away when, and I always have a grievance when like you take an established character of any amount of time and then you change them. Like, I don't even like when they change like an actor or an actress that's in the first film. And then the second film, it's a different actor or actress playing them. Like, I can't stand that, you know? And like whenever like Batman begins when they have Katie Holmes, but then in Batman uh, and the next two Batman films, they have someone else playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that character. It's like, I don't even know that chick's name. But like, I just, that was, it drives yeah, me I don't nuts. Know. I forgot who it was. It, it drives me nuts. And it's like, it's not like that she's a bad actress or that she yeah. didn't fit the archetype that they were trying to fill. But it's like, you know, like to me, I don't know. I, I, I once I, I, once I'm established on something, that's the way I want it, you know? And then when you have a multiverse, it's like, oh, we can change anything. And then it, for my simple brain, it just clicks. It just works. Oh. So whether you're going to do like a Soviet Superman yeah. or um, I think it's Earth 23, the, uh, the, the black Superman. Yeah. You could do so yeah. much more. Like, and the best yeah, thing is if, if a movie sucks and like you want to like hire a new actor. Here, let's make another Flash movie. He went through the Speed Force, and that's why it changed. And I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah, he's gonna go through the Speed Force, and like the first Suicide Squad movie never happened. And I was like, yes, I mean, like that's, and you can do that, and it's like it it works, and it makes sense, and it's like, oh, we're good. We can do whatever we want. So, T Bird, you're awful quiet. Did you uh, how did you get to watch any of Fandom, or did you watch any of the trailers that came out of that? I watched the trailers for the two games. And uh, the Batman movie. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, yeah, you watched the ones that matter. All right, so uh-huh. how many times you watched that Batman <laughs> trailer? Where, the, where did you, you know, dim the lights, light some candles? I did. Yes. I did. I, I took a bath with a bunch of candles around me, and I was just like, mm. 
made a made a night thing of it. There you go. It was like a oh you could f buffet three times. <laughs> Very accurate. That's a uh, that's a college humor uh, joke right there. All right, so T Bear, what did you think about? Um, pick any one of the three, the all three. What what'd you think about what you saw? Well, the Batman teaser, or whatever it was, looks good. I'm not sure I feel about him being like Bruce Wayne, but the the Batman suit and everything looks good. Got a good Batman voice. So the important yep. stuff's taken care of. Agreed. I think that they checked the boxes right there. But as far as right, what you think of the two games, right. they're eh. I mean, really didn't get to see any gameplay from that just uh, not the Justice League, the Suicide Squad one. So it looks cool. Looks like it might be fun, but again, too early to tell. Same goes with the well the the other the other Batman game, what was it called? Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, yeah. I mean that was a little bit of gameplay in there, right? Just, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mr. Freeze. They showed some yeah. gameplay. It looks intriguing. Co-op. Both games I thought was kind of interesting. They're both co-op. Yes, that's a big takeaway too. I was I was kind of hoping someone would throw that out there. Like uh, obviously Gotham Knights, it kind of made sense because you're focusing around the Bat family. You got uh, Nightwing, um, Red Hood, uh, which is uh, Jason Todd, and then you got Tim Drake, um, Robin, mm. and then you've got Barbara Gordon for you, Batgirl. You think that's Tim Drake? Uh, was I did I thought they yeah. said it was Tim Drake. I didn't I didn't watch any like the the panel stuff about it, but I figured because the hood on the back of it with like the trends, I thought it was Damien because in the trailer you get a, I don't know if it's a skin that might be for Robin. I could have swore you saw Tim Drake as Red Robin in there, really quick, maybe in a scene. Because I'm not saying I did a break like I watched a breakdown of the trailer, but I did. And I was like, this might be a, they don't know if this is our skin for Robin or if it's actually like a fifth character. But they said this strongly resembles Red Robin. And I was like, because given the time frame, I was like, I get how from a continuity standpoint, like Damian Wayne wouldn't make sense. But then again, it's not like it's falling the comics 100%. Like we could, you know, we could have Damian Wayne in there somehow. Just throw a quick flashback scene and you have the best Robin ever made hmm. yeah maybe um i'm looking at the wiki page and right now all i see is it just says robin oh uh, it does okay so it's uh dick grayson nightwing barbara gordon batgirl tim drake robin and jason todd red hood so we're gonna get the so boring robin we'll get the emo <laughs> robin basically oh man according to deceased uh we're getting the the best of us robin was a deep cut right there. All right, so uh, so yeah, I thought Gotham Knights looked great. I think out of the two, I mean, granted because we got to see gameplay, I thought Gotham Knights was like really, really pretty. Uh, it had, I mean, I really dig the cast, and I like the idea that Batman's dead, or you think he's dead, you know? Because uh, was it Batman Incorporated? There's like a giant earthquake, and then um, Bruce Wayne is missing, so Nightwing. Uh, becomes Batman, and then Damien is Robin for, and that's where the uh, the Black Mirror story comes in. Have you read that, Mark? 
No, I haven't. Like, there's a lot of Batman stuff I haven't, like, especially around that time frame. So, in just like a quick synopsis for why, just, and I'm only saying this because that's what is appealing to me about this particular story or the possibilities that could come from the story. So, uh, Bruce Wayne is thought to be dead, died in some sort of earthquake uh, caused by one of the rogues. Um, so while he is missing and the Bat family can't find him, Nightwing becomes Batman. And then uh, Damien is Robin to Nightwing's Batman. And they are out, you know what I'm saying, going doing their thing, where Barbara Gordon's brother, um, I can't remember his name for all of a sudden, uh, Jim Gordon's son, freaking, what is his name? Either way, uh, he comes kind of into town and he, they tell his backstory, and essentially he's always been like something's been wrong with him since he was born, and he was like hurt people, like killed some kid, like he ended up getting treatment, and like uh, him and Jim, uh, James, James Gordon. I don't know why I couldn't remember that for all, but, but so James is like this psychotic killer, right? So he kind of comes back into play as their adults. And there's a stream of murders going on. And of course it kind of gets down to where you find out that James is responsible. And he actually starts to like torment Barbara. Um, and it's just that black mirror story arc is such a good freaking story. Like it is so good, but it comes in that era of in the comics where Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne was missing and thought to be dead. So immediately when this thing came on, they're like, well, they've been teasing Court of Owls for a while. Right? And I think that that's really cool. So then they like start this thing off with, if you're seeing this, that means I'm dead. I'm like, oh, crap, dude. They're throwing Court of Owls and Batman's you know, death in there. And then they leaned heavy on the Bat Family team-up thing. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, it seems interesting regardless. Uh, there, there's a lot of really cool yeah, possibilities. Like, I thought, honestly, they were going to go the route of Batman Nightfall. Which, because Azrael being in the previous games, there is yeah. a whole time frame where, you know, Bat Bruce Wayne and Batman are gone. Code Black is initiated. And then... um. There, there's a time frame where there's, there's a lot of there's like way too many comic books into it. Honestly, it's like a really unless you get the trades, but the gist of it is Azrael takes over as Batman. Yes, and eventually, you know, he gets a little too violent with his 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 way of being Batman, and then it turns into I believe Battle of the Cowl, where because that's when uh, Nightwing takes over as Batman to kind of offset that and then Bruce Wayne comes back like there's a lot because like I felt like they're planting the seed of Azrael because I was like why like why have him be this like little garnish on the plate that is Arkham City and Arkham Knight because he's a really good character that but yep. especially with a family but there's so many arcs and it's like even though it's W Montreal let's face it this is a continu possibly a continuation from the Rocksteady games. They're all under, it's all Warner Brothers at the end of the day. It's still yeah. oversaw, seen by DC. So it's like, there's so many iterations, so much source material they could pull from that it could be any, like, let's face it, every eight to nine years, Bruce Wayne, quote unquote, dies in the combo. Right. And it's like Wolverine. Wolverine's died a lot yeah. for someone who could regenerate. 
Wolverine went to hell and came back. So yeah. So I was like, yeah. but the red thing, like the main thing is like once again, I would rather play Gotham Knights because a co-op playing as characters I care about than Suicide Squad because yeah. I don't. I've never liked Suicide Squad. There's no part of me that enjoys anything about Suicide Squad, even though it's rock steady. It'll be a quality game. I might check it out if peer pressure, but it's not on my radar to like I need that because nothing was really shown. Correct. It was just a bunch of CG stuff. But I think it's interesting. Um, Gotham Knights has me, and for the same reasons that it has you, I care about these characters. They're established to me. Um, I look forward to this game. And they showed a bunch of it, so they really they really slid that one in. It's like, oh, this. And, uh, whereas, now granted, they did come out after the fact and say that the Gotham Knights is not part of the Arkham universe. But... Arkham Origins isn't part of the Arkham Trilogy either, so it yeah. may be that the Arkham Origins universe and the Gotham Knights universe are interconnected, whereas Suicide Squad is part of the Arkham universe. So, who knows? You know, I, and the thing I like about the Suicide Squad concept is that you're trying to kill the Justice League, and it looks like from the trailer or the, the CG that they showed that Brainiac has taken over the Justice League. So, which, you know, yeah. I mean, if I'm being like kind of nerdy for a minute, like the fact that Superman didn't kill them instantly right there in the yeah, trailer, that's... You know I was like, ah, oh, come on. Mm. Like in 30 seconds, they would have all been dropped. Like of all the characters yeah. that you're going to try to use, take down the Justice League, the Suicide Squad, but it does lend them to some ludicrous and absurd storytelling. They can go anywhere they want and there's no boundaries for these characters. Like, I'm not going to lie. And still two characters on the Justice League, even though one of them is not like current Justice League from a game and movie standpoint. There's like two real Justice League members that honestly couldn't kill the Suicide Squad in like under a minute. And that's the Hawkeye and freaking Cyborg. Like, <laughs> they're the only ones who would probably struggle taking this. But I was like, read the turn, <laughs> just smash them. Freaking Superman just yeah. freaking sneeze and they are off the planet. They're like, dead. Martian yep. Manhunter would just wreck them i was like there's really like that's why it's like kill the justice league i'm like with what like, <laughs> like yeah. it was like with the really bad puns and just horrible dialogue i was like there's like they, they gotta start small they should have said they should have started with the teen titans not even the regular titans just you gotta start maybe the jsa yeah like teen <laughs> titans go maybe maybe like the jsa like you don't go after you don't go after first string okay you start and they the, should start on the yeah that's why I was like, really, Superman of all? Like, I know it's like, that's a bold statement. That's like, you know, but, I mean, Superman, you know? Like, and not even like, maybe not even like a weak Superman, like Superboy or like Superman Earth Prime, like, two. Like, it that's Superman, Superman. That's like, no, that's Kal-El. You can't. Yeah. But so. I'm excited. We'll get more information soon on it, I, I assume, because, I mean, between the two games, Gotham Knights stole a show, and like a lot of people are sitting here saying because it's W Montreal, they're giving it shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Origins wasn't bad. Like this game looks good. They're using the same engine. It's not like they're not under the same umbrella of a parent company. It's not like they don't communicate with each other. It's just like yeah. the quality's still there. And this, I think, this will probably be easily in the top two of everyone's favorite game, not just from co-op, but I think just the Court of Owls at the end. Like that's yes, yes. Do I think it's too soon for like? Do I think we're gonna get oversaturated with Court of Owls? Like, 
probably because there's they've been pushed back in the comic book a lot. I notice. Yep, we've been seeing a bunch of them lately, especially uh. I will say my favorite appearance is when the Batman who laughs kills the court of owls. <laughs> so that happened last year. It was awesome. He killed all of them. Yeah. I got Even the little kids. I finally picked up trades to like catch up on a lot of that stuff. Cause like the heavy metal of Batman who, and who laughs this and that I was like, this is too much. I waited. I was like, let me get trades. I read some digitally just to keep up on it. But I was like, didn't want to buy an individual. It's too much money. And the variants were too nice. And I was like, Nope, that's bad. You got to practice self-control sometimes. So, yeah. All right, T-Bird, I know uh, we've uh, dominated a lot of the conversation. So um, you said you dug the uh, the Batman trailer. Gotham Knights didn't quite do it for you. Uh, what's your experience with Suicide Squad? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Did you ever watch the movie? The, nope. The wonderful movie that it is? Nope. Oh, good. Don't. <laughs> yeah, the new one. Did you see the trailer for the new Suicide Squad? Nope. <laughs> It was okay. A, you it, was it a trailer? Was it, it was a trailer? They was, did do a little bit. That was like kind of like the like one of those like documentary teasers where it's like interviewing the yeah. cast. Like it looks. I mean, it's James Gunn. He did great with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and we get John Cena's douchey Captain America direct quote. Dude, that's what. I, that's where I wanted to go. <laughs> that, that's the whole point of me bringing that up. When they were when I don't even know what his character's name is. But like, cause they he cause they said James Gunn reached like deep, deep, deep into the anal's of the catalog. Oh yeah, and uh, they were interviewing John Cena, and he's like, "Yeah, they they told me just to be a douchey cat in America." He's like, "All right," I was like, "Yes, I am so sold on that movie." That's the thing. It's like I have no idea. Like, I mean, Harley Quinn's in it again. I mean, obviously, it's, I believe Killer Croc. But come back, cause I know Batista signed on to be on it, but I didn't see him in any of the clips. I didn't see any of it. Yeah. My thing is, like, I know a lot about comic books, DC, Marvel, like, know a lot of superheroes, a lot of references. I could go Silver Age, Golden Age, but the one thing I could never get into, like I said, the game, a Suicide Squad, I just could never care about them in any capacity. So even I'm just like, when the movie came out, or I hated it just from the standpoint of it made no no sense at all. And Dave, right. I think it's David Ayers, the director of that. He's like, oh well, Zack Snyder's getting a Snyder's cut. You should let me have the Ayers cut of Suicide Squad because it'd be a totally different film. And everyone's like, no, it's just eight more minutes of Jared Leto not acting. So, yes. <laughs> and I'd watch it. Yeah. I'd watch it. I but, wouldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I. That's why, like, the Suicide Squad, like, watching my sim, I was like, I'm like, but once again, no real plot details and not an actual trailer. So I was like, I honestly was like, all right. Like this is something I don't I can't formulate an opinion yet other than John Cena was hilarious. And <laughs> oh and there looks and like there's Harley gonna be a lot Quinn's of outfit looked really good. Yeah, it looked a lot like it kinda looked like the Arkham Asylum, but with a trench coat. Or no it's not that Injustice with a trench coat. Injustice, yeah. It looked like the Injustice outfit, yes. That's cool. I, I thought it was cool, man. Overall, like I'm, I'm stoked about it. I'm excited to be excited about the just the Suicide Squad movie. Um, but like, just like you said, I am not attached to Suicide Squad. So like, Rocksteady choosing them out of everyone in the catalog, like, I just, just on, just, I, I'm never going to be attached. Was it was the Facebook group where I made the thing where I was like, you could do Tomb Raider with Arkham City and give us like a Green Arrow game. I've been saying yes. that since Arkham City came out or 
like we could have had a Titans game because they just announced Titans season three during this whole event, yep. and it's going to Gotham, and yep. Batgirl Team. and Scarecrow are going to be in it, and we're getting, I believe, Jason Todd as an evil Red Hood. Red Hood, yep. So I was like, Titans literally carried and was able to get all the subscriptions over to DC Universe as a streaming platform. That was like, no offense to uh, that other one, Doom Patrol, which is yeah. funny, but not it wasn't even that good of a comic to get its own show, but Titans right. was carrying that streaming platform. And the fact that it's getting another season, like I watched the first two seasons finally, and I was like, this is quality. I'm kind of mad yeah. I waited. And now I'm like, well, they're getting bad girl scarecrow. It's going to Gotham. I was like, why couldn't they give us a Titans game then? Like there's, I mean, everyone already knows Robin, you know, so yep. just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Starfire. Like, the Titans, the Teen Titans cartoon was so popular. It's like you already have these characters that are known by millions of people, just not from an in-depth character from like comics, because not a lot of people buy the comics. I agree. I agree 100 with that. But you know, I'll take what I can get. I, I'm I'm excited. We're getting more content. I think that uh, as these streaming platforms grow and these these standalone shows that have their own little universes now, man, one can only hope. I would love a Titans Swamp Thing, mm. Constantine. Give me a Justice League Dark. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, I See, and I was hoping they were going to do they were something gonna like do. that. Like, that was the plan. The the three episodes that were cut from Swamp Thing, because Swamp Thing didn't get its full like fifteen episodes. They canceled it after, and they only got right. to film twelve. They were gonna uh, do that, or like the Agents of Shade, or whatever. Like 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 Swamp Thing's little group. That was the last three episodes were apparently supposed to do stuff to start planting the seed of that. And I was like, why? But there's still faith. There's still hope because CW just bought yep. Swamp Thing to air it on TV this fall. Yep. So I'm like, we could get we could get a season two because Swamp Thing was actually creepy and it was more of a horror. Like, well, it was gore. Yeah. The first two episodes alone ripping people apart. I was like, oh, I was like, we're just going to yes. do that. We're like, did someone give? DC like does Warner Brothers know you guys are doing this like <laughs> and then the last episode where they had um uh what's his name the the evil guy who turned into the plant guy I can't god nah, I'm, I'm killing it with names today man the, the worst thing is I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan like I have some of the OG <laughs> original comics like graded on the wall and this and that and I'm sitting here like yeah what was what was that called? His, well, his actual his actual name in the his his villain name is really stupid. It's like uh, Platonic Man or some bullcrap like that. But yeah. his, his actual his his scientist name is uh really good. Either way, um, overall I gotta say uh because we gotta land the plane. We're getting kind of kind of late into this one. Um, overall I gotta say I liked Fandom. I thought it was a really good show. I thought that the video game content that they uh, released was very promising. Um, they hyped it up really well throughout the show too. They're like, we got a big game announcement coming. And then they brought on, you know what I'm saying? Two actors that are huge gamers, you know? So uh, I thought that was really cool. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm stoked, man. Like I'm stoked for all the DC content we have coming up in general. Um, and I'm super stoked for the games. And uh, I, I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to add before we bounce out of here? I don't like that the Zack Snyder cut is four one-hour increment releases. Like, well, see, 
I thought it was gonna be six originally, so I was like four. I was like, oh, that's not that's not enough. <laughs> it, like, I'm the type like I already made the joke where I was like, okay, I'm not gonna wait until all four out. What's gonna happen is if they release it on a Sunday because it is HBO, they like to release all their stuff on Sunday, so they're gonna release it 9 p.m. Sunday. That means I'm gonna watch it on Sunday. Then Monday I'm gonna rewatch it. Then Tuesday I'm gonna rewatch it. And then on Sunday, when part two comes out, right before part two drops, I'm gonna rewatch part one again. Then part two. Then all the way until the next Sunday, I'm gonna watch part one, part two every day, back to back. Then part three. And I was like, it's bad. It's a lot of time. <laughs> but I was like, if that's how they want to release it. And I know why they're releasing it that way. Because they don't want people to do the whole, like, you know, seven-day free trial. Just to watch that and then yep. bounce. Yep. And the trailer was amazing. Like, the trailer, even though it was, like, two uh, minutes and 34 seconds, just felt completely different than the whole entire weed-in atrocity that we got. Yes, I agree. There was actually origin. It looked like we got the Flash's origin from his timeline. And we got totally different scenes involving Cyborg and his dad. And Darkseid before he was Darkseid. Because that's not Darkseid in his armor. That's like baby Darkseid. <laughs> yes. Dark it's diet Darkseid. And they showed... Uh, the, the, what's the other guy? that, that, that He wasn't even in the, the, uh, the, the original cut of uh, Justly we got. The uh, Dasat or whatever his name is, um, Dasat or the uh, like Death. Him, you know what I'm saying? Um, the guy with the cloak. Yes, no, that's a different yeah. design. That's the same. Um, that's... No, they're not Steppenwolf. Oh, okay. They also showed a yeah. So Dasat or whatever his name is, um, Dark Side's like right hand man. Yeah. Uh, in in deceased, he was the one that helped release you know, create the anti life equation. Okay. Yeah, they just showed like a quick glimpse of him in that trailer i was like no way and even even like even like the tone like there's kind of like similarities in the tone of that trailer with like the batman trailer also like they both kind of like had that weird like vibe to them like i don't know if it was the music they chose but each time i was like i've like i've never been this hyped for two films especially dc films because i've been kind of hurt by them a few times so it was good. T-Bird, did you get to see the Justice, uh, I mean, the uh, Snyder Cut trailer? No. What? It was good, man. It was oh. very good. I'm not, I'm going to direct message it to you, like, every day. <laughs> until you watch it. Then even after you watch it, I'll be like, so did you watch it? You're like, yeah. Like, cool, here's another one. Now it's in 1080p, 60 frames. <laughs> so, I, know, I know Tanner doesn't get down with the with the uh, DC stuff like I do, but man, I'm telling you, I'm I'm stoked. Of course, Snyder Cut was while I was was the reason why I was there. Like, I wasn't gonna miss that for anything in the entire world. So, very very pleased, very happy with it. I hope they do. I hope this is an annual thing. I really do. I was really impressed. I mean, because what it's August now, so they just did it over the weekend of like the what the twenty third, twenty fourth, and New York Comic Con is digital only now, and I think the second week of October. So it's kind of like, almost like how PlayStation used to do their, you know, PlayStation event, and then after E3, it's like, it's kind of like, okay, we got most of the stuff now, say, in October for New York Comic Con, maybe we'll get another trailer for something, or more information. It's like, this was like kind of like the in-depth, like, buffet sampler platter from TGIF, and then, you know, New York Comic Con will be your grilled cheeseburger. There you go. Dig it. And I hope they do this in person. I hope, like, once COVID, like, 
because this is the new normal how everything's done right now like Zan recording on you know online and zoom and this that but could you just imagine if fandom was like an in-person convention like oh, dude, that'd be crazy i'm not even a dc like i'm not really a big dc guy either like i'm honestly not but i was like that's got me like my my flag at half mass right now like because <laughs> you know that's just i never really liked the conventions of like little little morsels of all these different companies because there's not enough time whereas here's a whole day dedicated to dc yeah dude eight hours that was a long time i mean they showed you know tons and tons of stuff that we haven't even talked about well i know there's a so. lot like that's what they do is like that's why i was like i even like because the panels that's so much more it's like that's too much like you gotta like the port things like right before we go static shock is getting a live action film like static freaking shock that that's so out of left field and they just nonchalantly threw that information at you oh okay i got it two things actually because i said earlier i was gonna do this and it was it was it wasn't platonic or platonic whatever man i said it was floronic man oh yeah jason woodrow becomes floronic man at the end of it for whatever reason i could not get that to pop up in my head so i had to google it that sounds highly inappropriate i would not google that if unless safe search was on <laughs> so and then um the uh to answer cj's question uh the way it works is this you can't access the dlc on arkham knight without beating the game as far as I understand, again, this is me looking at it. I've already beat the game, so, but I've unlocked the Ark, the Arkham episodes, and you download the DLC, and you just go to the Arkham episodes, and you can play them from there. That's that. So, sorry, I I, I needed to get that out before I forgot. <laughs> so, so I would actually um, say beat the game, play it, like play through the whole game before doing the deal, just in case something might get spoiled if you haven't played the game before. True. True. Um, but if you're just only in it for Harley Quinn, uh, then yeah, Arkham episodes. So, uh, guys, thank y'all for coming on the show tonight. Mark, thank you for being here. It was great to nerd out with you. Um, we talked a lot of, of my favorite stuff tonight. So really, well, I'm really digging that T T bird. Thanks for man. Thanks for being here tonight. Mm -hmm. I know we kind of, uh, nerded out and kind of drowning you out a little bit. That's fine. That's fine. He's like, you guys enjoy so, your bed Affleck. It's whatever. He's like, you just wait. One day, we're going to get on the anime kick. <laughs> oh, trust me. If you ever want to do that, you, you know, you have my information. Like, All right. There you go. We could talk, like, no, not even, we could Crunchyroll, Tokusatsu, like, just endless possibilities. So that's, that's what we need to do, Mark. We need to bring you back on one day and then, like, let you and uh, T-Bird talk anime. And I'll just kind of hang tight and be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I watched uh, Castlevania. Yeah, that counts. We'll just, like, wrong like we'll just pitch you ideas actual plot points of real anime and have you guess what the anime is called based on how poorly we describe it dude i think that'd be actually a really good idea <laughs> giant naked people running around destroying things <laughs> <laughs> so, heck yeah awesome well guys thank you mark is there a, go ahead and start you know plugging all your shows tell everybody about where it is they can find all you right. um well I'm always in the Facebook group, commenting from time to time, mainly comic book stuff. Uh, I have my own podcast. I talk about comic books, video games, pop culture stuff. 
It's called the Nerd Name Mark Podcast. All my social media is actually the same exact thing, just a Nerd Name Mark, because I felt it was easier to have everything in one central like name, so it's not too confusing. I kind of got rid of the Ion Vein moniker, but I don't want to pay money to change my like GSN ID and stuff because that's <laughs> that's overboard. But yeah, so thanks for having me. I'm always down to talk comics. I have to have you come over to my show sometimes so we can just really go in on some Batman comics and arcs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything. I mean, even if it's a, uh, I read a lot of comics. Batman is kind of my main, just my main go-to. I just got back into yeah. Batman. So it's like, I've like with the trades and everything else. And then also with movie. So it's kind of like Batman wants to get a shuffle to the forefront of, okay, I got to read stuff just so I can possibly guess what the plot of the movie is. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So, all right, guys. Like I said, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. If you're listening, if you made it this far, two hours of just pure awesomeness, uh, leave us some uh, iTunes reviews, share some love, go on the Facebook groups, uh, leave the questions, leave the comments, the concerns, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you guys again for being here. And with that being said, we are out. Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know we're living in a war zone. Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's old. Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know we're living in a war zone. Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's old.